but he got a flag down. Ooh, side. Everyone but the center. Offense. Hey, Vsauce, Michael here. Why do they call it oven? When you oven the cold food of out hot, eat the food. Uh-huh. Right, so I'm Algie anyway. Crumpler. <laughs> and this is uh, Oopsides presented by Callan Clemens. I'm, uh, I'm Logan Mankins. Did you just say Hinkle McCringleberry? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a uh, Desquarius Green Jr. Um, Dan Smith, BYU. That's <laughs> just about to do the Hawaiian name, but I don't know if I can do it off rip right now. Um, anyway, we're back. Uh, week four happened. Uh, how was your guys' this week? Kill me. Painful. I had a pretty good time. Fuck you. Uh, Eat a <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no. Fuck out of here. <laughs> um... <clears throat> This was uh, that, I was gonna say the the week of uh, blowouts and comebacks. It was a uh, it was very interesting, um, and we'll start with a particular blowout, which was Thursday night's Lions Packers game, uh, where the Lions went into Lambeau and took care of business. I think this is their fourth straight win against the Packers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, <clears throat> but like this is weird because like Lambeau was full of Lions fans, and I've never seen that before. It was bizarre. I really did not expect any of this. <clears throat> I, I said last week on the show that yeah. uh, it would be hard to pick against the Packers in primetime. Apparently, it's very easy to pick <clears throat> against the Packers on primetime at Lambeau now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. They're they're weirdly human now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, big, the big scary man's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah no i mean this the first half of this game was about as lopsided of a game as there was there was an early interception by jared goff and the return on that interception was basically the only yards the packers got in the first half at one point we got another 199 yards to one yard kind of stat um in this game uh they opened up a 27 to 3 lead going into halftime and then just kind of managed it from there um yeah, uh, Matt LaFleur was uh, frazzled. Uh, he had a they were, you know, they do the interview like going into the locker room at half or whatever. And they asked him, like, what adjustments are you going to make? And he was like, oh, first we got a block. <laughs> so, channeled his inner John McKay. Um, I, yeah, I, I are the Lions legit. I think so. Like, I was saying at the end of last year that I felt like if they went into the playoffs, they could play anybody extremely tough. Mm-hmm. I based on past trends of being the Lions, I don't want to say the Lions could be the best team in the North for the future, but like I think it's gonna happen. I think it's their division this year, at least. Yeah. At the very <laughs> least this year, but it's like I don't think I'm ready to be in a world where the Lions are one of the best teams in the <laughs> NFC. Or AFC. Yeah. Or <laughs> I don't know if anybody is NFC. Numbers, not numbers, letters. Fuck. I, th I think I'm the going more to Arizona impressive State. Part, I think the I think the more impressive part, though, is that they're playing like this despite the rash of injuries they've had over the first three or four weeks of the yeah. season. They're doing oh, this yeah. good while they're hurt. When yeah, when guys like CJ Gardner Johnson went down, I thought that was going to cripple their defense. And they just they've gotten better the last. I mean, 
again, they allowed six points to the Falcons, who we've been talking about has like a sneaky good offense. Uh, more on that later. And then just completely shut the Packers down in week one. Like it last year, like we were saying, it was like, wow, this offense is like crazy good. They can score 45 points a game. They just allow 50 per game. Now their defense mm-hmm. is like unbelievably good. Um, yeah, David Montgomery is just absolutely killing it. Um, running the ball right now. Goff is playing super efficiently. Like this team looks primed for success. I don't I'm not going to say they're Super Bowl favorites right now, but like no. it was kind of a shocker to me to think about how normal it is when I was listening to the Rich Eisen show today. Um, where they were talking about like the big four in the NFC and they were like, yeah, it's it's the Eagles, it's the 49ers, it's the Cowboys, and then it's the Lions. And I'm like, that is a weird sentence. But yeah, I agree with it. <laughs> I'm not ready to call them Super Bowl favorites yet because they have, I mean, we have the Niners and the Eagles, yeah, the Kansas City Taylor Swifts, of course, and yeah, um, you know, you don't, you don't know what riffraff could get hot through the rest of the season, but it's just weird to think about them being one of the top five teams in the league. Yeah, I That's think like, all. I think like 2014 is probably the last time that you could look at a Lions team and say, yeah, that's a team that can make a deep playoff run. As long as nothing mm-hmm. stupid happens to it. Yeah. Long time coming and for them. The thing, too, with this team, and it might just be because I just absolutely love Dan Gamble so much. They don't feel like past Lions teams. Like, they feel tough, you know? Like, you look at past Lions teams and how they always, you know, it's always like, oh, it's the Lions versus the refs, and the Lions have been the benefit or on the losing end of a lot of really questionable calls over the years but like this team or you know just like baffling ends to games um things like that this doesn't feel like that kind of lions team again they you know everybody made fun of dan campbell for his biting people's kneecaps off comments and everything but like that has materialized into just an extremely tough team and i kind of love it (laughs) Yeah, it's a team that doesn't take any shit, and it's they're a group of guys that I think they're well disciplined, but they're also motivated enough by you know PC principal as the head coach to be like <laughs> they'd run through a brick wall for the guy, and so would I. Yeah, that's something I'm not even that on the team. only only a handful of teams really can say in the league right now. I think that's the oh, biggest yeah. difference between like 2011, 2014, 2017 Lions. And this group, it's like, you know, Jim Caldwell was a pretty good coach, but I don't think he ever brought the kind of tenacity to that locker room that Dan Campbell's bringing now. And I, and Jim Schwartz certainly didn't bring it when he was there for their runs in the early 2000s. So, yeah. like, I think that, aside from anything else, is the biggest difference between those Lions teams and what they've got going right now. Oh, yeah. It's a guy that that's played the game that can relate to the players better than anybody else they've had probably in the last 25, 30 years and a guy that really wants them to succeed. And, mm-hmm. and he's a guy, too, that played for the 0-16 Lions. Like, Dan right. Campbell he, he knows, knows how it bad means. it can get. Yeah, he knows what the Detroit Lions have been. He's not coming in like Matt Patricia, like, I know it all. He's like, no, I've been here. I've played for the team. I know this team in this city, and this is what we need. <clears throat> yeah. Um. Yeah, you're saying uh, discipline, Uh, not disciplined was again, Quay Walker. Uh, 
because uh, last oh year God. in their last matchup, got us in trouble where he shoved a, a Lions trainer and and he took it on the chin and apologized for it. Um, but uh, this week, they for in the fourth quarter, they forced the Lions to kick a field goal. And it was, you know, that was keeping him in the game. But then they went to commercial and then came back from commercial to announce uh, that it was an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty because Quay Walker took a running jump and and literally hurdled the long snapper, which you're not allowed to do anymore, <laughs> um, which set the Lions up with a first down and then they punched it in for a touchdown and that put the game on ice. So uh, this is uh, twice in a row now that Quay Walker's done that. So Quay Walker is <laughs> for what it's worth, a very talented player. And there's a reason why he was drafted as high as he was last year. Just got to clean the mistakes up. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like you were saying, super talented. Like, he's obviously going to be worth the the work. And again, this is just like two isolated incidents that just happen to be extremely important points in a game. So, Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. If it was like a blowout, like 48 to two or something, like nobody would be talking about it, but it kind of decided the game. And that's why everybody's got their eye on it. Yeah. Also, uh, the Packers put up a whopping 27 rushing yards on the night. (laughs) And that was with Aaron Jones back, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. 27 pass or rush yards, five sacks allowed, allowed two interceptions thrown by Jordan Love. Just bad night for the Packers at home. Yeah. And the O-line has some more issues with it, too. More on that later. Yeah. So the Lions advance. Oh, good. Yeah, absolutely hate to see it for the Packers. Yeah. If they haven't won a Super Bowl (laughs) in like 13 years, that's tough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, They they played a whopping four games without a Hall of Famer quarterback. Now, (laughs) the next fucking horror. Yeah. I don't want to hear it from you. (laughs) <laughs> hey hey shut up <laughs> to be fair i don't think any of us have any room to complain about our teams and lack of success you know they're only the three winningest franchises in nfl history <laughs> yeah i mean you're not what, wrong but what if it's... what if the three of us just became like truly insufferable like on this podcast like we could I'm... totally gang up on jack well dewey already is so yeah projection <laughs> we should we should ne- next week we should just completely just, <laughs> just we even absolutely do? gang up on jack <laughs> break his kneecaps i would be more down if i wasn't also a bills fan so ah fuck him josh allen's a fraud just get the guy that tanya harding got to hit nancy kerrigan's leg and do it to jack's legs <laughs> Jack's not on the team. What are you talking about? That doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, speaking speaking of Josh Allen, the good Josh Allen and the Jaguars beat the Falcons 23 to 7 in London. Uh, yikes. Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Desmond Ritter fucking sucks. Yeah. Admittingly, I slept completely through this game and I saw none of it, but I did see the highlights after. And I don't know if there was a single good Desmond Ritter one in that entire video. I don't know yeah. what they see in him. Like, what are you doing? I think Arthur Smith is just doing it just to spite people. I think he enjoy it. Like, who was it we were talking about last year who like they like having a shitty quarterback just so they can be like, yeah, I'm just still good. I'm still going to win nine games. Like, you can't fucking stop me. <laughs> <laughs> 
and uh, they are what? Uh, I mean, they're two, they're, and, they're two. two and two. I mean, yeah, they're hmm. on pace. Um, it could yeah, be no, worse. This was the tune-up game that the Jags really needed. Trevor Lawrence had a kind of inefficient day, but still like didn't turn the ball over, which is important because that's been a, a problem recently. And uh, yeah, they just kind of rolled over the Falcons 23 to seven in their second home. Yeah. So, um, hang on, I got to pull it back up. One piece of context that we're missing is this is the Toy Story game. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> and Booger McFarland was on the Toy Story broadcast, first off, in a motion capture suit. Um, Our WTF moment of the week, by the way. Let's see if I can find a picture of it. But uh, at one point they showed the aliens from Toy Story and they their UFOs. Booger McFarland said, I wonder if Aaron Rodgers is seeing those seeing these UFOs. Won't be the first time. He's doing ayahuasca. <laughs> And then an entire generation of six-year-olds turned to their parents and said, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> I got to find Never a change, Booger. Mo -cap. Put him back on Monday Night Football. I miss yeah. him. There, there was a clip of, um, and I'm not like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, oh. But there was a clip of him on the Pat McAfee show, either I think yesterday or today, where Pat McAfee mentioned, like, I think it was like a conservative commentator said something like, oh, yeah, because you didn't get vaccinated, you're, that's why your Achilles got torn. Or it was, I think it was either him or it was Keith Olbermann that said it or something. Oh, and Aaron okay. Rodgers was just, get your fifth booster, Keith, and just yeah. yelled, boom. <laughs> yeah, there's that, and he was calling uh, Travis Kelsey Pfizer boy, which everybody yeah, was like, Mr. Oh, Pfizer, again. yeah. And everybody was like, no, it's because they're friends, and, and Kelsey has an endorsement deal with Pfizer. So <laughs> it was just kind of Rodgers poking at yeah yeah i did see that town get his fifth booster <laughs> he's just like fully leaned into it. have you guys ever seen uh i've only seen the like out of context clip but it was he went on pardon my take last year and he was and rogers was like yeah you know there's a lot of people who are really upset about the whole like uh immunated versus vaccinated thing and big cat's like yep yep that was me and rogers like yeah you were and then pft just goes how many people do you think you've killed <laughs> <laughs> great clip um yeah you yeah. know how many fantasy teams desmond ritter's killed with the lack of throwing to kyle pitts Ew. for what it's worth this this offseason right this offseason the patriots traded johnu smith who they had signed to a big contract before 2021 to the falcons for like a seventh round pick next year so everyone's like, oh, well, it's just the Patriots shredding salary, John U. Smith's wash, whatever, whatever. He has more receiving yards in the first four weeks than Kyle Pitts does. Just that's, that's bad. Yeah. Like, why are they not using him? Well, not only that, they're not really using Drake London either. Mm -hmm. Like, he caught a touchdown, but Drake London and Kyle Pitts combined for 49 receiving yards in this game. Why? I know Behind you have Bijan, but the game is a passing game now. You gotta use your receiving nah, targets. Nah, the forward pass is a fad. Give it I more on that later, but yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. I just don't get why they they drafted him and they're not using him. 
fourth overall, by the way. Like, it wasn't some, like, oh, late first round flyer. No, 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 no. They was... picked him in the top five. Yeah. To do this. Like, why do it then? At that point, just pick another lineman you can use to protect Ritter or whoever else you decide to start this week. Or fucking yeah. a defensive end. or could I don't know. I don't know. It it doesn't make sense. <clears throat> the Falcons don't make yeah. sense. You know, seven targets, three receptions. Yeesh. Um. <clears throat> yeah, I, I think it's I think it's Heineke time, honestly. So I'm perfectly okay with that. Yeah. Because right, I mean, the the kind of ball that Heineke played in Washington was just fuck it. Terry McLaurin's over there somewhere. <laughs> I'll just throw it high and I'll let him go get it. <laughs> so I mean, that would fit. So Jaguars moved up two and two. The Falcons fall to two and two. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, uh, I for, I'm forgetting again how to do transitions. Uh, yeah, we'll go with transitions. The... Who needs those? True. Sorry, I'm, I'm distracted watching Dewey rearrange the spreadsheet. Uh, no, Dolphins me. Bills. Uh, I'm not okay. doing anything. I'm watching Steven rearrange it. Anyway, we'll go to Dolphins Bills, where last week the Dolphins, uh, Dropped 70 points on the Broncos, like we talked about. And everybody was like, oh, man, we're going into Buffalo. Here we go. And then, uh, yeah, it did not last very long. Uh, Things Bills happened. rolled over their division rival 48 to 20. Just Josh curb Allen had, stomped them. Yeah, Josh Allen basically had a perfect game. 21 to 25, 320 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, he actually had a perfect passer rating. Yeah. I Which, pretty hard to do. I've said it the last two weeks, but like week one was definitely uh, just a weird game for the Bills because Josh Allen is playing like better than he's ever played right now. And it's kind of scary. <laughs> um, Yeah, and that, their defense just absolutely shut the Dolphins down. So mm-hmm. I think the Dolphins, as weird as this is going to sound, I think the Dolphins needed a game like this to happen to them. Like, yeah, obviously sure. they're a talented team. There's not a lot of teams better than them, but having a bad game this early in the season is way better than having a game like this right before the playoffs. Yeah, I would definitely mm-hmm. agree. Um, I mean, yeah, that, it might impact, of course, the. Uh, the division tiebreaker, what not later in the year, which could of course affect seeding. But either way, you rather get these issues, you know, ironed out and fixed now than before it's too late. Yeah, you get them, get it out of the way. <clears throat> I'm still not used to the Bills having like a functioning rushing attack. Also, this is yeah. Weird. Do they? Is there running that? No, no, they do. Uh, a mixture of Latavius Murray, James Cook, and Damian Harris. So. What the James, fuck? J- James Cook has been the feature back, and like this, this past weekend was really the first game that he didn't. Well, no, week one he didn't do much either, but he had a, over 100 yards against the Raiders and just under 100 yards against the Commies. So it's it's becoming kind of clear now that like he's going to be the feature guy, and as he oh. should because he is by far the most talented running back on that team. Yeah, I mean, again, Josh Allen had an almost perfect game. I don't know how Stephon Diggs got out of that one tackle on the touchdown he had. That was absolutely ridiculous. Not, not much more you can ask for 
for a for a team win than what the Bills did. And De- and Demar Hamlin came back too. This is his first game back since he had the uh, cardiac arrest against the Bengals in yeah, week or whatever week it was last year. I don't think he played, but he was on the active roster. He was at least active, yeah. Yeah. So, which is great to see. They're like extremely deep at safety, um, so that's that's the main reason why he's not playing. Like on any other team, Demar Hamlin would definitely be on the starting roster every week, but like he's the fourth best safety on a team with four really good safeties. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, huge win for the Bills. and they knock off uh, the mighty Dolphins. And and <laughs> worth noting as well, even though the Dolphins lost, I, I think Devon A-Chain is slowly starting to make himself a potential Rookie of the Year candidate. Topped 100 yards and had two more touchdowns now for the second straight week. Oh my gosh. wasn't He wasn't drafted very high, was he? He was a third round pick. Oh, okay. Right. Not not the draft steal of the years. We'll get to that later. Um, however, the team that the, the Dolphins beat uh, by 50 points last week finally got off the, the mat. They beat the Bears 31-28. I was this this game pissed me off so much. Uh, man, dude. OK, I've got it written down somewhere around here. I don't know where it is. Justin Fields played a literal like perfect half of football. And the first this was the he... single best game of his career. Yeah, in the first half, he was like 24 of 25. His only incompletion was a Hail Mary. And he threw, I think, three touchdowns in the first half. Um, it was four. Like, or No, no, three, you're right. Yeah, just absurd numbers. And then uh, the Bears were like, wait a second. We're bad. What are we doing? And, <laughs> and just gave stopped. Up. Yeah, and then <coughs> allowed the Broncos right back into it. This was and... a 28 to 7 game and they allowed 24 unanswered points in the second half and lost. The worst part was the Broncos tied the game at 28 and the Bears got the ball back and they had driven down into Broncos territory with about 2 minutes left and faced a fourth and one at the Broncos like 35 yard line I think is where it was and they were like we're going to go for it. And then they decided to run a handoff play from shotgun and basically wow, telegraphed. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> basically telegraphed perfectly. This is the play we're running. This is where the ball's going. Also, the play is starting Please three yards me. back from the line of scrimmage when we need one yard. Oh, big surprise. They didn't get it. And the Broncos went downfield and kicked the game winning field goal. Um, Oh, I also forgot to mention the game tying touchdown was uh, a hideous fumble by Justin Fields, where instead of just taking the sack, he tried to throw the ball in desperation and got it knocked out of his hands. I feel so bad for this man because like there were some genuine, incredible plays he made, like the fourth touchdown, the to go up 28 seven, where Fields just like breaks a defender's ankle like three times while keeping his eyes downfield and throws a touchdown like highlight play of the year and then it doesn't even fucking matter yeah Yeah. i think he's got to get out of chicago because i think he can still be good they just i think there needs to be a team that can save him you need a clean house i think everybody has to get out of chicago yeah Yeah. and eberflus has got to go 
And, and a side note about this game, too, or not necessarily about the game, but about the Bears. What the hell is going on with them and Chase Claypool right now? <laughs> like, so, uh, apparently there was one person saying that Iberfus, like told him to stay home, and then somebody else said, actually, no, he just decided to stay home on his own, and uh, who the fuck knows anymore? Yeah, so from what I've heard, Chase Claypool has been just checked out this year. We all saw the footage of him, air quotes here, blocking. And we know he had attitude problems in Pittsburgh. Um, he straight up said this week that he's not being used right by the Bears. Um, and then he was a healthy scratch. And the team said, like, they put out a statement that said, like, uh, Chase Claypool stayed home, like, for his own reasons or something like that. And then Matt Eberflus just didn't even fucking keep up with that facade and was like, no, we told him to stay home. And it's like, OK, well. Which one is it? Because it sure seems to me like the front office is trying to trade him and trying to not make him look bad. And your coach kind of doesn't give a shit. Uh, and then the, he's a healthy scratch again for this week. And again, remember, they traded the 32nd overall pick, which was a second rounder that basically turned into a first rounder. And that they, pick they, they became... the Joey Porter Jr. Jo pick, yeah, wasn't Joey it? Joey Porter yep. Jr. And now it looks oh like God. the best they're going to get is maybe a seventh round pick swap. Maybe someone apparently um, I got to find the source on this. Um, Jeremy Fowler with ESPN says they might just release them. Yeah, I mean, Jesus that's more likely it's going to happen. So because I mean, who would trade for him right now? Essentially yeah. gave up Joey Porter Jr. for this <laughs> like. This this is going to I know it's only one pick, but this is one of the worst trades in NFL history. Seriously, you essentially it traded very a first well round be. pick at the deadline for a guy you cut about seven weeks later. Just God. Um, Just yeah, complete top to bottom organizational failure. Sell I, I team, fire everybody. Start over. Yeah. Get a I new forget. stadium while you're at it. Yeah. Oh my god, Soldier Field is such a goddamn dump. And and I, I went into a bit of depth into this last week. It it's it's again though just sad that a team of this of this um prestige and a yeah. stadium with that much history has just been reduced to almost nothing. Yeah, just to being a yeah. joke. <clears throat> just everything about it just sucks. And I would like to point out as well, I, I believe it was mentioned before that Eberflus is now calling the plays since the uh, defensive coordinator resigned. Well, if he was hired to be a defensive-minded coach, where's the defense? Like, yeah. like where? It's not like that was the, the main thing of the Chicago Bears for the last, uh, I don't know, 60 years? Now, granted, <laughs> Russell Wilson probably had his best game of the year this year, which... You know, how high of a bar that is, is up to any one person to determine. Either way, he had a good game for a team that's been struggling to start the season off. And they gave up 41 points to, yeah, they're the, they're the defending Super Bowl champions, but the Chiefs offense was struggling to start the season too. Like, it has just gotten worse every single week. And now we're all here, like, how much worse could it possibly get? Like, like is there a, f a lower floor than this? I mean... yeah. That's bad. But stadium could burn down. <laughs> well, Dude. wouldn't be the first uh, the first stadium in Illinois to have a fire at it this year. I cannot tell you how sad I am that the Bears aren't playing the Dolphins this year. Oh my god! 
They oh, score a hundred. They would just decimate them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that that was uh the funniest game of the week that I was unironically looking forward to. The only thing that would have made it better is if they had tied and I got my lock right. Yeah, dude, we were so close to going into an overtime with a three-way lock-off on the line. Oh, oh my god. I would have... I would have had a, a heart attack if that happened. We would have had to start the episode off with this game if they had tied. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another team that got obliterated, though, was the Cleveland Browns. They got beat 28-3 to by the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. Uh... Lamar or not Lamar Jackson. Sorry. Deshaun Watson was a last minute, uh, sc- technically healthy scratch. Um, so Dorian Thompson Robinson, uh, rookie out of UCLA started. And, and it was not uh, pretty at all. It was, it was, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. ugly. It was really bad. Uh, three interceptions. Uh, I want to give a shout out also to Elijah Moore. So Elijah Moore was pissed off last year for the jets talking about how the team basically didn't throw to him and how he wasn't being utilized at all and how he was being wasted. And then uh, on Sunday, they ran like a reverse play where he took the, the reverse pass all the way around to the left side. saw it was blocked off and then decided to just circle back about 20 yards trying to evade people because <laughs> that always works. So he his only carry of the day was for negative 20 yards and he caught two receptions for 20 yards. So he had a net zero yards on three touches. So it's like when when Tebow scrambled around. Yeah, he basically that was very, did exactly very that. funny. <laughs> so. Except in his case, he wasn't trying to buy time to pass. He was just like, if I keep going backwards, eventually I'll be able to start going forwards again. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's not how it works. Um, I would have picked the Ravens for this game last week if we had known Watson wasn't playing. But e- either way, I didn't. Th- I didn't think the Browns would be this bad, especially on defense, given how they've played this year. Well, I, I, I think a big part of that is just like the offense could do nothing, and the defense was having to just keep going back out there. Um, yeah. Uh, so Watson injured i think his shoulder in like practice this week and was medically cleared but said he didn't feel right and said quote he knows or i know my body more than anybody else and as we know sean watson is 100 percent in control of his body at all times he knows what oh he's doing my god um oh by the way I, too shout out to david njoku for playing this game after like burning his face the other day yeah, he had he was like trying to light his propane stove and burn the shit out of himself and then showed up <laughs> with a like literally like a mask on and led the team in receiving yards. Yeah, it did look hard as hell, if I'm going to be honest. Um, Final thing on Watson, though, I'm not going to shit on somebody for self-reporting for an injury because there is definitely a culture problem in sports where it's like, oh, you got to play no matter what. A lot of dudes play through injuries that they probably shouldn't. Uh, so if he felt he wasn't right, then that's fine. But it is kind of funny that you're also paying a quarter of a billion dollars to a guy. He was like, nah, I don't really feel like it. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely so. a, a, a double edged sword with that one. Yeah. Franchise quarterback, everybody. <laughs> I mean, Lamar had a pretty decent game. Didn't really have to do much of anything, but still looked decent in the process. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 15 to 19 
under 200 yards passing, but two touchdowns. And honestly, just one of those touchdowns would have been enough. So they got up 21 three and they were like, all right, let's just just chill for the rest of the day. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Honestly, did not expect the Ravens to be leading the division. I got to be totally real with you here after four weeks. Thought they'd be tied at best. Yeah. No, I thought the Bengals would be better. Um, More on that, too. Oh, go. Conveniently, that's the next one on the show sheet. So why don't we get to that? Because they're not the only the Browns are not the only AFC North team that put up three points this week. Uh, (laughs) I think the Bengals are just bad. Yeah, Yeah, the Bengals had their starting quarterback when they put up three points. The Browns didn't. What? There's not really not an excuse for this one. Yeah. Burrow needs to be taken out of the lineup, like I was saying. He's got to heal. We all know he's hurt. It's his plant leg. He can't move in the pocket, which is like. It, you know, his mobility and his ability to move around and avoid pressure and deliver those weird off platform throws is like his strength. And he can't do that right now. And dude, the the sack he took like right at the start of the second quarter. Did you guys see that one where he like tried to throw? and just got like hooked by his throwing arm and just like Batista bombed into the ground. And then <laughs> he was like, I working saw that. At... Oh my God. I'm going to have to find it. It was brutal. He gets like straight shit whipped into the ground. Um, like it's not even like he gets tackled. Like he just gets like hooked around his shoulder and just like launched. It's crazy. Um, but then he was like working out his throwing elbow, making sure that wasn't hurt. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, the entire right side of this man's body it's just falling apart. Why is he in the game? <laughs> it's not working. Yeah, it's not worth it. They're, now they're they're what? One and three? One and yeah. three, yeah. <clears throat> just rest him, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Give him it's... a couple weeks to get healthy. It's not like you've started the last two seasons slow. <laughs> you know? Oh, I think we're we're crossing potentially into Dunyan Rings territory with this one here. Um, yeah. I think it's a bit early to call that. Yeah, maybe two or three more weeks if they keep looking like this. But they... if, if they're one and five, they're done in rings for sure. Yeah, I think what if is... they're one and four, they're done. Oops. Oh yeah, you know, maybe yeah. I it mean, yeah, be. the AFC looks to not be generally not as strong as it was last year, but it doesn't matter how weak or strong a conference is. One and four is still an insanely difficult hole to crawl out of. Yeah. This game also had uh, one of the funniest plays of the season um, when the Titans lined up on the goal line in Wildcat with Derrick Henry under center. And <laughs> who is the defensive lineman who was in at receiver? Uh, I can't remember who it was. And so the, the Bengals took a timeout. They were like, hell no. OK, we're not dealing with this. And then they came out of the timeout. The Titans were like, well, we're going to run it anyway. And then sure enough, Derrick Henry threw a touchdown pass. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even work oh i think it's jeffrey simmons i think is who it was who was lined up at like fullback and they were like no we want nothing to do with this um which we forgot to mention it last week uh because the titans were involved in the other funniest play of the season which was miles garrett lined up uh like on the edge and they put two tight ends in front of him so then Miles Garrett just moved to the other side of the field and the two tight ends followed him. So then he just moved back to the other side and the, uh, the two tight ends moved again, which made the Titans get a delay of game. <laughs> also, there's a train coming by. It's really loud. 
So I think the Titans are just destined to be the funniest team in the NFL at this rate. And I'm here for it. Good. It's yeah. fun to be funny. Yeah. It's, it's a few silly guys. <laughs> yeah, just silly guys. Yeah. Also, Derrick Henry, still really good. It was like what we talked about yeah. last week. They found a way to throw the ball. And then it's like, wow, Derrick Henry can still fucking devastate people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've been waiting to see it all year, and he finally did that it. One, that one yeah. play, but he just he he just he ran. You let him get a head start, and he will just fuck you up. He's he's literally like a sledgehammer. Like he, he it takes a little bit of like you know the whole backswing, but then once he's up to speed, it's he's not stopping. Yeah, it's just a bowling ball. Yeah. <laughs> also, he started wearing the like dark visor, and that looks pretty fucking cool. I'm not gonna lie. That's badass. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Bengals, you suck. So I'm tired of watching you. Go away. Surprisingly suck, but yeah. still suck. <laughs> and that was that. Uh, a team that we all thought was going to suck. Actually, two teams that we all were, thought were going to suck. And then they both turned out to be like surprisingly entertaining are the Rams and Colts. And boy, did they play a game of football this week. Eight, uh, that was one of the games of all time. I I watched almost this entire one. I'm pretty sure they were up 23 nothing. The Rams. They were because nothing went right for the Colts in the first half. Um, and then uh, Anthony Richardson and the the Colts offense found a way to rally, and they tied the game at 23 all. And then in overtime, uh, Puka Nakua basically called game. And uh, what I was hinting at earlier, he has got to be the draft steal of the year. Absolutely. He had nine receptions for 163 yards. So, for what it's worth, Cooper Cup, two year was it two years ago or last year, and Calvin ago. Johnson in 2015, uh, are the two seasons where a receiver had the most receiving yards ever. And Puka Nakua has more yards than both of those seasons on through the first four games. He has more yards through four games than Cooper Cup did two years ago and has more yards through four games than Calvin Johnson did in 2015. And this man is a rookie. A fifth-round rookie, I might add. There were 176 players picked before him. Oh my god, he's from Provo as well! (laughs) No way. Let's go! Okay, this is definitely my favorite player in the league now. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's fitting, too, is he wears 17 which is the number that Baker wore last year. And I have the Baker Mayfield Rams jersey. It's got a tape Nakua over yeah, it now. Yeah, so I can, I can hastily turn it into a Puka Nakua jersey because he's very quickly becoming my new favorite player here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this game was awesome. Uh, just like absolute thriller all the way to the end. Because, it, it, again, it was looking like an absolute blowout. And then the Colts rallied and then the Rams were like, oh, shit, we got to do football. And they certainly did do football. Yeah, football was performed. Um, yeah. The Rams have a guy on their defense named Russ Yeast. Oh, they do. Good for they him. Have an Ernest? How is there anybody under the name of uh, age of sixty named Ernest? <laughs> rules. It's it's like Craig. Are people born named Craig, or do they not become Craig until they're thirty? Yeah. It's like, um, I, d- I do think we need to bring back the air of the NFL or the, yeah, the air of the NFL a few years ago when all our running backs were named like 
Melvin and Todd. Todd. <laughs> Alvin. Still have the Bob emergency though. We gotta bring back Bob. Yeah, we oh god, why yeah, we need some Bobs. Get some Bobs in there. Hang on. Like like Robert Woods? Bob Woods. There you go. Yes. Yeah. Robbie Anderson. When is Robbie Anderson gonna be Bob Anderson? No, he's gonna be no, he's gonna be Bob Bob chosen. chosen. (laughs) Yeah, I should tweet that at him. So, our receiving leaders, the top five this this year is Justin, Puka, Tyreek, Keenan, and Nico. Nico Collins. Yes. Wow. Fucking sixty-seven-year-old Keenan Allen is fourth in the NFL. What the hell? Still pretty this, good, as it turns out. It's been around forever. What? That's insane. I just don't know if I'm like emotionally prepared to say the name Puka Nakua for the next decade. <laughs> oh, you better be. Mike I, Evans I, I, is top good. ten too. Mike Evans. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, he's killing it. What the uh, fuck? And that's I, perfect because that's the next game on the list. One one more thing though, I, I I think Cooper Cup is coming off of IR this week, so it'll be really interesting to see if Nakua can keep this up throughout the year because obviously Cup's going to get his snaps and his targets and everything. So I wonder with them being very similar players, how they're going to figure that out in practice and in the games in the next couple weeks. Yeah, I think there will be a kind of down back back down to earth kind of progression over the course of the year, but like they've definitely found a star. A diamond in the rough for sure. Yeah. Another diamond in the rough is Baker Mayfield for the Buccaneers. Boy, is he ever. His connection with Mike Evans, like you were mentioning, Stephen, is pretty good. Same with Chris Godwin. Um, The Bucs beat the Saints 26 to 9. And uh, who would have thought when they signed Baker for like literally the, the the most like minimal or not most minimal what basic bitch contract. Yeah, like they basically are paying Baker as little money as possible. And he's having like a genuinely great season so far. Yeah. Um, I'm happy that? for him genuinely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And and the Bucks who have always had trouble playing the Saints and even when Tom Brady was there, had trouble playing the Saints. And Baker Mayfield just showed up and kicked their ass. Yeah, I think <laughs> this is the most lopsided Bucks Saints game of the last like three years. At the very <laughs> least, the lot most lopsided Bucks win in the rivalry because yeah. I think the Saints blew Brady out once. But oh yeah, I think it's is. been a while since the Bucks have beaten the Saints by this much. Um, Derek Carr was bad in this game um playing hurt in this game he's been struggling this season and he came back from that shoulder injury i think too quickly because he was bad and he got benched for Jameis, and then Jameis attempted one pass and it was intercepted so (laughs) very Jameis winston stat line yeah uh (laughs) alvin Kamara came back this game and was not it was just not very effective and i think a big part of that is just how much they were struggling on offense um, I I yeah. saw, speaking of Kamara, a very weird stat from this game, right? So in this game, he had 13 catches for 33 yards, which is the fewest receiving yards by a player with at least 13 receptions in a game ever. 
the previous record was 71, so he had less than one half of that. Jesus. Oh, God. Like, to, 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 to get that many receptions and average less than three yards a reception is really fucking impressive. I think... I think the game's just passed him by. I think he's just spent too long out of it. Either that or they just caught up. Yeah. Are we talking I mean, about you, only, you only missed three games, but it seemed like once Drew Brees left or retired, he just hasn't really hasn't been the been same guy, period. Yeah. This, the Saints offense as a whole, yeah, just hasn't been the same since Brees retired. I think they're still trying to find their their identity with him or without him. Yeah, and, and like obviously losing a Hall of Fame quarterback is going to result in taking a team a while to adjust, see also Patriots, but even despite that, there's still talent on that team, especially in the receiver room with Olave and Michael Thomas finally being healthy again, and yeah. we know what Kamara's capable of, but not like, when is it going to happen? Or is it at all? I don't think it should happen. Honestly, <laughs> I don't. I don't think in the NFL you should be trying to compete as a team without a franchise quarterback. And what they have, I mean, they have a team, but it's not really doing anything. Well, I think coaching is a big problem, too, because it's of still course. Dennis Allen. Yeah, of course. You yeah. got to you gotta find a good coach that you think you can keep for the future, and then you got to get yourself a good quarterback in the draft. You can't, yeah. you know, go with Taysom Hill and Andy Dalton and um, Jameis and Derek Carr and expect to be a competitor every year. They paid like Derek Carr a lot of money, too. Yeah, they paid him a lot of money to be that mid. And it's like, you just can't do that anymore. You can't have a Kyle Orton or Gus Farratt kind of team. you got to have a good quarterback now. Like Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I I want to talk a little bit more about this because uh, Baker called into the Rich Eisen show today. And if you haven't listened to this interview, uh, go listen to it. It's hilarious. Uh, so it started because the, the way they uh, segued into it was Jason Light, the GM of the Bucks, was talking about how this was before preseason. This was after training camp. When Baker was not even named the starter yet, and he took almost the entire offensive line on vacation to the Bahamas to go golfing, and <laughs> like this is the kind of dude that he is, uh, and so they mentioned that, and then all the other guys on the Rich Eisen show were like, "Rich, why aren't you taking us to the Bahamas?" And he's like, "Look, I'm not, ba- I'm not making that quarterback money, okay?" And then <laughs> they bring Baker on, and he's like, "How you doing?" And literally the first thing he says, is he's like, "Get your guys to the Bahamas, Rich. Come on." <laughs> but, um. <laughs> so one of the things they mentioned because uh, Baker obviously Oklahoma alum uh, Oklahoma's playing Texas this week which is in Baker's home state and Baker and Vince Young are doing some stuff together while they're there and they asked him about it and Baker was like man don't tell, <laughs> don't make me talk about Vince right now he's like I love Vince the person but it's horns down for life <laughs> and then <laughs> they asked him what he's going to be doing in uh in Texas while he's down there. And he said, and I quote, going to bury a couple funnel cakes at the state fair. And then <laughs> he also said that tomorrow he's going to be working the drive through at a canes in Dallas or at a raising canes in Dallas. And he's like, hopefully I can give away some cool shit to people in the drive through. <laughs> but 
This is the kind of shit that he's doing on his off week. For, for what it's worth, Red River is going to be a great fucking game this year. Oh, yeah. Just complete side note on that one. Both of those teams are ranked, and there should be a lot of alums there for that one. It's going to be fucking good. Yeah. So that was Buck Saints, I guess? Yeah, sorry, I had to mute real quick. Things um, that happened? Yeah, no, it's just... Uh, I don't know if this is going to... Like I've been saying for the last three weeks, I don't know if this is going to keep going, but... You know, Very easy division to do it in, though. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure. Is this their first divisional game of the year? I th- yeah, think so. Yeah, but I mean, they beat the Saints. They beat the Vikings, which are two teams. They're probably going to be in, in the wild card race with if they're not, you know, leading the division. So. Two big wins. So, so yeah, keep it mm-hmm. up. And I mean, I, the Eagles game didn't go well, but every team yeah. is a bad game. And that was one of the things, too, that they uh, mentioned on around the NFL that was different is like we've seen Baker Mayfield led teams that will spiral after a bad loss like that. And they were like they got their asses whooped and then they just rebounded immediately. So mm-hmm. very un un Baker Mayfield like. So. Speaking of the Eagles, though. I don't know what it is about the, the commies that gives them trouble. Because both games last year were tight and the commies actually beat them. And the Eagles have basically just been blowing people out. And then. Uh, yeah, the commanders gave them huge trouble after it's especially surprising after last week. Uh, the commies got absolutely destroyed by the bills. Um, this game was terrifying. <laughs> I'm getting the same vibes from this year's Eagles team as I am from the Vikings team last year. Yeah. Like they've now they're three and zero in one score games where a couple of plays go different. They could they they could could have lost the Patriots game. They could have lost the Vikings game if they hadn't started out so slow. And then this game where I don't know about any of either you two, but I personally thought that they should have gone for two at the end of this game when the commies tied it. To try I was to kind of thinking it too, try yeah. to eke out the win, but either way, I mean, yeah, the Eagles are obviously good, but they're also very close to of losing three of these first four. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, no, that was very un Ron Rivera like because I mean they don't call him Riverboat Ron for no reason. Um, yeah, it was it was a wild back and forth game, and of course the commies scored a literal last second touchdown to tie it to send it to overtime. Um, couple stats that really jumped off. First off, AJ Brown, 175 receiving yards. Uh, Odd. Definitely still worthwhile uh, of a trade for them. Um, I will forever yeah. shit on the Titans for that one. Yeah, as you should. Um. You know, this game was just nuts, though, and just went kept going back and forth basically the whole time. And the commanders are still frisky. And for whatever reason, they match up against the Eagles really well. Sam Howell had a really good bounce back game, too, after he was absolutely hideous last week. Yeah, he was only sacked five times. (laughs) (laughs) Nearly cut it in half from last week. (laughs) All right. (laughs) God, what is (laughs) But, but, but no, like, it, I think as a rookie or, or second year guy, but basically a rookie with how much he played last year, seeing a, a quarterback that young 
with that little experience, being able to march down the field like that with no, I don't, I don't remember if they had timeouts or not, but to march down the field like that in a high pressure situation where it's win or lose and convert and get the game tied was really, really impressive. Oh yeah. Like oh, yeah. that was a veteran quarterback drive that he did. And it was like, what, what his fifth or sixth start of his career, basically. Uh, I think only his fifth. Yeah. He looks yeah, legit. No, Sam, yeah, Sam Howell might be their guy. It's crazy. There were some remember... catches that they were making too. Some, yes, especially in that overtime drive. Oh yeah, that's that's a good team. Yeah, I think they still need to gel and build that chemistry, but I think they could be, um, taking it to Philly in the next couple years. They may not make the playoffs this year. Or next year, but it's it definitely seems like over even these first four games that you can tell our team is changing for the better. <laughs> like the new the new ownership, the new offensive coaches, the the new receivers, new quarter like everything seems to be going better, at least in increments for the yeah. for our team. It's it, it, we're getting better. They got the stink of Dan Snyder off the team, and I think they're finally getting. Since they're out of that, they can they can breathe and they can be better. I can't and tell you can how much joy it brings me that you just like Freudian sleep and said we're getting better. We're getting better. <laughs> Our team is really. What number you wear? <laughs> I think the Commanders are are going to be the team of sides this year. I think they might be. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I think we might be yeah. Commanders fans. <laughs> Yeah, I could oh, never in good conscience support anything Dan Snyder was touching, but he's gone, so... Yeah. Now, you know. Dude, ever ever since they became the football team, they've had just this chaotic aura around them that I absolutely adore. I almost <laughs> wish they had stayed as the football team. That was kind of cool. I, the yeah. football team name was badass. I don't yeah. care. Like those 1880s like, baseball yeah. teams that they called the Nine or whatever. We are the football team. Yeah. It's like, forget calling the Cowboys the America's team. They're just the football team. Yeah, okay, the Cowboys may be America's team, but they're our team. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, yeah. I don't know how to transition uh, to this one, but the Vikings finally got their first win as they beat the Panthers 21-13. Okay, what the fuck? Uh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins has... Far and away, his worst game of the season up to this point, and this is the one the Vikings win. What are we doing? He threw two pick sixes. <laughs> and that's the only points they got. I think that just, I think that shows, this is oh, two no, bad sorry. teams. Sorry, they only had one pick six. The other oh. one was almost a pick six. Oh, right. shut up. But still, this up. is like three straight weeks he's thrown a pick six. Yeah, it's, um, that's a, yeah. These aren't good teams. No. no the What's weird is Bryce Young had a decent game. He, he just can't throw the ball very far, or they're just not letting him. Uh, he, he's got, like, no time to throw either. This Their O-line is so bad. Yeah. Um, That's not a good team. A, just a, a great way to, to get your, your young quarterback up to speed with the NFL. You know, it's like he's Joe already... Burrow in 2020. Yeah. yeah. It's like, hey, you know, we drafted a, like even by undersized quarterback standards and undersized quarterback 
and then we're just not going to protect him. He'll be fine. I'm He'll not gonna. I'm not gonna say Bryce Young is already a bust. Obviously, we're four games in. Way, way too early to say any of that. However, I do think the Panthers are eventually going to regret not picking C.J. Stroud. At yeah. this rate, yeah. Obviously, it's four weeks, and you gotta let your quarterback develop. But so far, it's not looking very. But he's good not for them. really developing. Yeah, it's. I mean, Thielen had another decent game, which a veteran receiver for a young quarterback is a great combination to have. But like, that's about the only positive there is. I I it's find just... it hard to give up on a guy after four weeks outside so would of him I, being just it... absolutely dog shit. It ain't looking good though. Yeah, I yeah. I want to give him a season at least. The running game has really not been doing much of anything either. Yeah, I, yeah, I would have no, thought I, Miles Sanders would have done a lot more by now. That's looking like a bag fumble for him now. Yeah, wasn't he on the Eagles last year? Yeah. Yes. Jeez. So they basically swapped him out for DeAndre Swift, which was a Yeesh. big win for the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, and I remember Chuba Hubbard played really well, too, like once McCaffrey was out of the picture. Yeah, and not playing. anymore. Yeah. So things are and, things are looking rough in Carolina right now. Yeah, they are zero and four, same record as the Bears. Which yeah. Wait, don't they play this week? Do they? Oh no, the Bears play the Commies. Uh, the Panthers play the Bears in week eight, I think, or week oh, nine. Baby, can't wait. <laughs> yeah, All week right. Nine. So on the Vikings side, though, uh, yeah, I think the Vikings just aren't very good. Um, Wins a win, though. At least they're on the board now. Yeah. Saved their season, but yeah, that's about it. Um, did we have anything else? Any other thoughts? Not really. Mm, does it really yeah. matter? Nobody gives a fuck about either of these teams. You know what else doesn't matter? The Steelers' offense. That's so okay. true. Because the Texans in their all red Kool-Aid man uniforms uh, beat them 30 to six. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck was this? This team's not going 500. You think this is finally going to be the year the Steelers don't make it to 500? It better fucking be. I'm going to be pissed if we have another nine, eight season and get a shitty draft out of it again. Oh, That's the silver lining that... of the Patriots being horrendous is they might get a decent pick now. Yeah, you do that over and over and over and it's like, ooh, it looks good that you got a streak this long. Well, now you have shit drafts over and over and over and now you're picking from the bottom of the barrel and now you have a team of crap. It just gets so, harder. I wanna, you have to I let read, the bottom fall out. I want to read the uh, upcoming schedule for the Steelers because it is not good. Uh, so the, the Ravens come to town. That's... That's a tough one. That's all. Go, the Ravens are always a tough game. Yeah. Then they go play the Rams. Uh, mm-hmm. Then they play the Jags, the Titans, Packers, Browns, Bengals. Okay, that's that's a doable game. Cardinals. That's a frisky team. Patriots. Eh, we'll see. Colts. Bengals again. Seahawks. Ravens. There's like three wins in there. That two or three. That Steelers Patriots game, for what it's worth, is going to be on a Thursday. That might be the worst game of the year for, for uh, total. 
It, that it is, is really that funny. Has a chance to be a horrible fucking game. Four years ago, that is the game of the year. That is an <laughs> AFC Championship game preview four years ago, and now yeah. it might be the worst game of the year. Total. <laughs> yeah. Or period. Yikes. I mean, <laughs> Kenny Pickett might have also gotten hurt, which means we got Mitch Trubisky um, for a couple plays, and it was uh, yep. likewise not great. On the other side, CJ Stroud is just straight up killing it. He's um, good. He's got he's six touchdowns, twelve hundred yards, and no picks through four weeks. And Devin Singletary threw for a touchdown. Yeah, I think he, yeah, I think CJ Stroud is just good. I think he's the real deal. Yeah, and I mean it, this is one of the benefits of having, you know, a guy like Laramie Tunsil who you're paying shitloads of money to, to pass protect, like. You set up a good foundation for your young quarterback, and guess what? They're going to play well. The, the um, Laramie Tunsil trade will forever be a weird one, but I think it's worth it for the Texans now just because a guy that's that's that stable, leading your O-line with a brand-new rookie quarterback, is worth basically any trade you make. Yeah. Because we see what Bright, what's happening to Bryce Young right now without a good offensive line, but C.J. Stroud at least having a good offensive line makes the world's difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like the Texans could be a dark horse in a, a wild card position this year. I Which, yes, don't I know about this year, but definitely next year, I think I would agree. <clears throat> I think in week 12, they will definitely be on the in the hunt graphic that you see mid game. Uh, Possibly. But yeah. I think so. no. I think they could I think they could sneak into a wild card spot this year. I mean I then again so, with yeah. the Bengals underperforming and a couple other teams not being great, maybe. Cause, so yeah, because I'm looking at it right now. So if the if the season ended, the Bills, Ravens, Colts, and Chiefs would be division winners. God, that felt weird to say Colts leading the division. And then the Dolphins are three and one. And then the other two and two teams, these are the teams that the Texans are tied with. Uh, the Chargers, do we really think the Chargers are going to play up to their full potential? No. No. Uh, the Jaguars, they've looked sketchy all year. The Steelers. No. Uh, the that Browns. Could... Uh, and the Tennessee Titans. I think the Browns defense could carry them there, but offensively yeah. is... Uh... If that like that, those are the teams right now that they're competing with. We don't see the Broncos, Raiders turning it around. The Bengals are a mess. Jets and Patriots are Awful. to be determined. No, 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 they're not to be determined. They are bad. Yeah, like the 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 floor of the AFC is kind of falling out right now. It, so. Yeah, I don't see why they can't. Yeah, I would like to point mm-hmm. out the two and two Steelers have a worse points differential than the O and four Panthers. Oh my god. Oh god. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. I. The Broncos point differential negative fifty. Huh. I wonder <laughs> where those fifty scored, came from. What? I wonder they've what scored a hundred points. Yeah, I wonder where this negative fifty came from. That's weird. Oh. Yeah. Uh, it's a real thinker oh, right there. God. The Giants point differentials negative seventy six. Yeah. That's worse <laughs> than the Bears. <laughs> The Giants are fucking terrible. The Giants oh, and the Broncos have hey, the Giants and the Broncos both have had their only wins this year be by 31 to 28 wins in which they were losing by at least 20 points. Oh my god. But <laughs> I think we, they, they need to play each other. The 
the Steelers have a very good possibility of being one of the worst offenses of all time. Dude, it oh god. It I and, I didn't get to watch much of the Matt Canada Steelers for the last couple of weeks and I've had to watch them the last couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Makes me want to throw up. It's <laughs> it's so bad. Ugh. I don't know organizationally how you can watch that and continue to bring him out here every single week. It, it's Football an arms race just but... makes more and more sense every week. It was an arms race last year between the Matt Canada Steelers and the Matt Patricia Patriots. But at least Matt Patricia's gone. Like, the Patriots yeah. did something about their shit they're, offense. They're Why haven't the Steelers? Because we refused to fire coordinate him. Shut the fuck up. Fire him. They didn't stop him from firing Todd Haley midseason a few years ago. They didn't fire him midseason. Was it not? Oh, it's from the Browns he got fired midseason. That's right. Yeah. Isn't Todd Steelers Haley like haven't... the fucking USFL now or something? The Steelers have not fired a coach or coordinator midseason since 1968. Oh my god! Wasn't that <sighs> like right before Chuck Knoll became the head yep. coach? Yep. Jesus Christ! Yep. Oh! I think they should break that. I think they should fire both Tomlin and Canada at this point. Did you Mike see his Tomlin... post-game conference? I did. Yeah, he that was weird. To post, or what was it, practice apparel? Ugh. Get real. You're losing control something. of the team. I think it's time for you to leave. Because the NFL's not a defensive league anymore. It's an offensive league. Go be a defensive coordinator. But we need an offensive coach. I saw something where, like, the Steelers, I think, only have, like, three or four playoff wins total since they made the Super Bowl against the Packers. Yeah. Like, it's, like they've wins. had a lot of good regular seasons. But if you look at it a bit closer, it's low-key not been it's that not impressive good. at all. It's not good. Three playoff wins since 2010. Yeah, two of them against that... backup quarterbacks, and the other was gifted to us by Vontez Perfect. It's weird. Jesus to think... fuck. That, that was also against a backup. Oh way. shit, that's right. I'm thinking yeah, of that, um. That was AJ McCarron. Yeah. Uh, there was yeah, the, the Bengals should have won that game. There's the McCarron game. There was the Matt Moore game, and what was the third one? Oh, wasn't they beat it the Alex Smith Chiefs? That's what it was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which was won entirely with field goals. Yeah, that was also the game that uh. The the Chiefs scored the tying two point conversion and then got called for holding on it and then had to yep. try it again. Yep. Yep. It's, I mean, I think good. I think Tomlin is still portals. a good. <laughs> I think Mike Tomlin is still a good coach, but I think at this point it's one of those situations where both sides just need to change the scenery. Like he could be a good DC somewhere, but he's I think not he could be a good head, head coach, coach somewhere. No. Just not in Pittsburgh anymore. No, you can't be a defensive coach in the NFL anymore. I'm trying to think. I mean, At the very uh... least, you need to have an offense that actually, since he delegates the play calling to the OC, he should. Or if you, or if he brings in somebody like Eric Bieniemy that can kind of just do everything on his own without needing a a guy above him. That reminds yeah. me, Steelers have not hired from outside the organization since Bruce Arians. When the hell was he on the Steelers? He, uh, 2006? I think. Yeah, Holy shit! That's how he got his, uh, <clears throat> he's with the Steelers originally and then was the interim for, uh, Indy, Steelers, right? the Colts. Yeah. Steelers yeah. 04 to 06, or yeah. 04 to 2011. Yeah. God, I'm looking at some of the quarterbacks that, <laughs> that the Steelers have lost playoff games to. Um, uh huh. It's bad. David, David Garrard in 07. Um, yeah, that was funny. You can make an argument that the team Tomlin won a Super Bowl with was just Cowboys team. Oh wait, yeah. right? Yeah, two years after. Yeah, yeah. 
Honestly, uh, like that that will forever confuse this is a total side note, but that will forever confuse me how like Bill Cower just walked away like that after having a pretty good season. Well, he had been and coaching, never coached again. He had been coaching for a while and I you know, I, Bro I got think bored. everybody knew he was getting ready to retire, so Yeah, um, it's at the the Steelers need to find a new coach. They need to hire somebody from outside the organization, but they won't. That's how we're going to get Terrell Austin as the head coach next year, and that's how we're going to go 2-15. and 15. No, you're going to get because, Matt Canada. Because Art Rooney is a cheap motherfucker. If Matt Canada ends up becoming the head coach of this team, I'm going to find a new team. Provo Provos. They lost a playoff team or playoff game to Tim Tebow. Yes, they did. And Blake Bortles. And, and Blake Bortles. And uh, Baker Mayfield. And a Browns team without a head coach. <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I yeah. Forget, I always forget that Stefanski wasn't even on the fucking sideline for that game as their special teams coordinator. And he was like, Baker, you got this right. <laughs> yeah, it's. They were like, what's the defensive plan? And he was like, just don't kill somebody, Miles. <laughs> I mean, it helped that they were up seven nothing without taking a snap at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's. It's an embarrassing team to be a fan of when you think about it. Obviously, yeah, I'd yeah. Rather, I don't want to be a Bears fan, but like, I would take a big chunk of teams in the NFL over to Steelers right now, and I really hope they bought them out, so the the Roonies realize what the fuck they have going on, and they need to fix that shit because they're starting the trends like the Pirates are. Yeesh. It's it's another one of those like the Bears, where like the Steelers are one of those storied. NFL teams, and it's good for football for the Steelers to be a contender year in and year out. And just like the Bears, with everything just kind of going to shit, like, obviously as a Patriots fan, I have, like, this inherent bias where I don't want the Steelers to be good, but it's still good for football if they are, and what they are right now is not good. It's not like they haven't had their down points, you know, with Tommy Maddox and Bobby Brister and everything, but Things have but the been overall body of work though is things have not been this bleak since the sixties. Jeez, that was even pre Bradshaw. Yeah, yep. pre bad. Pre Bradshaw. Yep. It's bleak. It's bad, and I don't know how it's going to get better because they don't show any willingness to get out of their comfort zone and get a new hire and take a risk. It's weird too because they're a talent, like a really friggin' talented roster. <laughs> they have a great GM. They have a great roster. The coaching has just been absolutely terrible. Yeah. I and think I mean, it's like, time that we stop letting Mike Tomlin rest on his laurels and put him on a damn hot seat. Uh, wait, hang on. I've got a com- I've got a comment from Mike Tomlin. What does he have to say about this? We do not care. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, <laughs> hey, that's not gonna pick up on the bot. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh damn! Wait, hang on. Let me get get that for you. There we go. Okay. Good, 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 good. And that was Texans Steelers. So, speaking of coaching, by the way, uh, Demeco Ryan's turns out that's been a pretty good fucking hire so far. That was a really good hire, dude. Yeah, they've broken Seems- a long streak with the Texans of hiring just poopy people or poopy coaches, and now they have a good one. Same thing with the with the Lions hiring Dan Campbell as they hired somebody who played for them and knows the culture of the team in the city and it's been a and absolute isn't home a run poopy so far. coach. 
Like Matt That's Patricia. It. Antonio Brown should coach the Steelers. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Ben Roethlisberger is coming back. Can't wait did for like Deontay Johnson. Wrong. You are going to catch the energy. Did you see Antonio Brown tweeted a picture of Matt Canada with a Hitler mustache? Oh my that. god. <laughs> he oh. says what we're thinking. Matt Canada. Did we also oh. see Matt Canada has a burner Twitter that yes, he registered he... with his Steelers email? I did see that. Uh, it's that bad. that's like that that's the level of like the Tony D'Angelo one with where it's the Rangers fan Twitter yeah. account. That yeah. man, you can't make it that obvious. You can't be doing that. Dude. Ben Roethlisberger is going to become the coach and he's going to do the thing like every time something would happen, Ben Roethlisberger would be like, it's just show up in a walking boot. It's probably not actually hurt. He was like, yeah, you know, just roll my ankle. And they're like, they're like, Ben, you're not even playing anymore. And he's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) God, I don't want to deal with Ben. Speaking of great coaches, though. How about Raiders Chargers? Boy, I love good coaching. Uh, <laughs> Why? Dude, you know what? After the tirade I went on, at least I'm not a Raiders fan. But like okay, Josh but... McDaniels makes watching football not fun. And then you have Brandon Staley, who, again, is a football terrorist. Oh, my God. He just actively kneecaps every team. I would like to point out very quickly, though, that the Raiders, while yes, everything you just said is true, they almost won this game with Aiden O'Connell. I forgot about Aiden O'Connell. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play this game, and the Raiders came that close to winning. Did we do over-under bets on how many games it was until Garoppolo got hurt? It was three games. (laughs) Three. God. Um, Yeah, no, Aiden O'Connell did not play well. He looked out of his depth. Um, but luckily the chargers can't ever have anything nice. And Justin Herbert threw an interception. And then in his attempt to try to make a play, he got his finger stuck in Max Crosby's face mask and broke his, his, uh, I believe it was his middle finger on his left hand, which like luckily wasn't his throwing hand, but, uh, that allowed the Raiders to get back into it. And, uh, what was that? So at least they have a bye weeks that can heal over the next week and a half, but yeah. Yeah. So Herbert ends up, you know, still playing, but he's playing with like a glove and a brace over his finger and they get the ball back and he is not taking a single snap from under center because broken fingy. It hurts. And Mm -hmm. uh, they face a fourth and one up seven with about three minutes left on their own 35 yard line. What What is your call here? Hunt that bitch. Yeah, yeah, I'm booting that shit because, oh, yeah, by the way, their other their quarterback is Aiden O'Connell. No, yeah. they go for it. And then they <laughs> again with your quarterback with an injured hand, who's probably not going to be reaching the ball out very far, uh, you know, doesn't get the first down on the fourth and one play because you're a football terrorist. And it's like he didn't learn his lesson from last week when he tried to go for it on his own twenty five. And it didn't work. And he was like, but this time it's going to work. And it didn't. And they got bailed out by Asante Samuel Jr. picking off the Raiders on the goal line. Oh, and also shout out to Khalil Mack for having six sacks in this game. Six sacks. And you still allowed them to come back. (laughs) Khalil Mack had not recorded a sack this entire season prior to this game. And it had six in one game. 
which I believe I, was was it tied for the record or was it like the uh, second most seven, ever? Seven's the record, yeah. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. I I just I can't describe how much I hate watching a Brandon Staley coached team because they take risks at just the worst possible times. It's it's so stupid. <laughs> it's it's like me playing Madden. This is how I play Madden. I go for it on fourth down at the dumbest times because I'm like, they won't be suspecting this. Guess what? They're expecting it always. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is bad. <laughs> it hurts. Not often does does a team win two in a row and it feels like they lost both games. Yeah, the Chargers are two and two in about the most un two and two way possible. It's... I mean, it's literally back to back weeks they've tried to lose. They've actively tried to lose. <laughs> I just against know teams that are actively worse than they are. What is going through Brandon Staley's head whenever he does things like that? Cobwebs. <laughs> is it? Uh, is it? Um, I can't remember. Oh, it's this. Sorry. <laughs> Guys, I'm yeah, gonna go for a fourth down. Right <laughs> Where's that meme you made last week of Brandon Staley going for it on fourth down? Oh yeah, that's going in the thumbnail. <laughs> uh, human resources. Brandon, I I can't with that guy. I just, yeah, there, there's just something wildly uninspiring about Brandon Staley. He's like. What? Why does he look like that, first of all? Yeah. <laughs> we can't talk about his neck again. <laughs> For what it's worth, too, like, Kellen Morris, the OC, wasn't even a bad hire this offseason, but just, like, everything else just hasn't gotten any better. Nope. He looks like he's made out of silly putty. <laughs> he does. He's yeah. He's got a. He's got to do some neck rolls or something. Like that's bad. You you know that really really old picture on the internet of that dog squishing a face and it looks like a smiley face. <laughs> that's Brandon Staley. Yeah yeah I kind of see it. <laughs> that's just the no, that's the Chargers when they have a lead of any kind. Yeah. So that was that. What, uh, a, what a what a team. Kellen uh, Moore's this, former team, though. This is a uh, good game. Let's talk about this game. <laughs> uh, the Dallas Cowboys beat the Patriots 38 to three. I hate it um, here. I, I hate everything. This was it. This, this uh, was one of those games that it, it was just funny after a while. <laughs> this was the largest loss by a Bill Belichick team ever. And that what includes his time in Cleveland at halftime. It was 28 to 3, and I pinged Dewey saying, You've been in this situation before, so don't feel bad. <laughs> Tom Brady is crafting his greatest comeback. <laughs> Tom Brady coming had back the, to had, devastate had, the Cowboys one more time. <laughs> Tom Brady had the chance to do something very funny. He did not take that chance. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a bad performance on Brady, if I'm being honest. And I think we can officially cut, count out touchdown, Tom. I think you we think can so? count out Mac Jones, too. I mean, what Dude. the fuck? Uh, so there I, is... I want I want to think that Mac Jones is capable so, so bad, but it's getting harder and harder to justify keeping him on the field. There was the lost fumble, which was bad. 
Oh. And then you have the drive after that. He has that play where he like scrambles to the right and then throws across the field to the far left side and somehow completes it. And like Troy Aikman was like, or not Troy Aikman. Uh, oh my God. Who was the announcer on this game? I think it was, I think it was Burkhart and Olsen. It's, it's Greg Olson. Yeah. And Greg Olson was like, you usually don't do that. Uh, that's a bad throw to make. <laughs> don't do that again, Mac, because you got away with that one. And then guess what he did on the very next fucking drive? The exact that. same thing. Guess what it was? Pick six. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Um, yeah. Mac and of was course, there were a lot of injuries in this game, game too, that are going to make it even harder for the Patriots to continue to be relative yeah. or relevant. But I mean, like, I, I truly don't know what the problem really is here because like everyone was like, holy shit, Bill O'Brien's going to come back. He's going to make this offense better. They're going to look competent again. And the offense looks just as bad as last year. Yeah, the line looks really bad. Uh, oh, the old line's terrible. I think they're missing Dante. Strange Stranchia. didn't play. Yeah. Yeah. Demario um, Douglas as a rookie, though, he's pretty much been the only bright spot the first couple weeks. He's look. He looks like a pretty solid receiver, but you take that out, there is nothing positive at all to take from this game. Nothing. It was just a complete fucking ass-whooping that you cannot watch any film and say, you did this good, this guy did this good. No. Everybody sucked. He scored fucking as much everybody as, sucked. He scored as much as the Deshaun Watson-led Browns. No, 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 no the Dorian Thompson-Robinson-led Browns. Oh, fuck, that's right. I'm thinking the Joe Burrow-led Bengals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I I gotta be I gotta be honest though too like straight up I am really starting to wonder now if uh, if the game is starting to pass by Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean he I he's, had... he's now in his seventies. He's been this is his twenty fourth year as the head coach of the Patriots. Like I'm really starting to wonder if maybe what this team needs, as insane as this is going to sound, is a head coaching change. Yeah. yeah, I kind of get the same impression as like Tom Landry late in his tenure with yes. the Cowboys, where it was like or late, absolute, yeah, absolute. And those cow, brilliant. those Cowboys teams with Landry were bad at the yeah. end. Brilliant football mind, but sometimes the game passes you up, and it's starting yeah. to look like. And, that. and I think that's where Belichick is now. As much as it pains me to say it, I think it might be, might be time to hang up the sweatshirt. <laughs> Maybe you can finally start dressing like a normal person again. <laughs> no, I, I hope whenever his Hall of Fame ceremony is, he wears a sweatshirt on the stage. I hope he's going to get his gold jacket and it's going to be sleeveless. Yeah, it's going to have fucking yes. holes in it and everything. <laughs> but uh, un- until that Hall of Fame ceremony happens, Jesus fucking Christ, what are we doing right now? Uh, it, it was a great rebound for the Cowboys after losing to the Cardinals last week. Looked about yeah. as good as they've looked all year. But like, I, I, like for the Patriots, where do you go from here? Like, what do you do? <laughs> well, they're playing the Saints next week, so and the Raiders. So that's that's two easy ones Twice? dished up for you. They're playing two teams is at it, once. Is it though? Is I it mean, is it two easy wins because they lost to both of those teams last year? True. 
Oh yeah, but they did lose to the Raiders last year, huh? It yeah, doesn't get easier. It's all I need to say about that. After those two teams, they play the the Bills and Dolphins in back to back. So well, I mean, they you play better the beat the Saints close. and Raiders. <laughs> I will say, I think the Dolphins are frauds, but the Bills game is going to be ugly. I mean, yeah. they at least beat the or played the Dolphins close the first time, so you never know. Oh the, no, the division games are always weird. Oh God, they play the Giants and the Steelers. Yes, and they and they and they play the Jets again too. Oh gee, and the Broncos. Oh, oh the Patriots play the Broncos. This, oh my God. Oh no. Oh, Dewey, so I think you have games. to arrange to go to that Steelers game. That I was thinking about it. I was really thinking about it. Witness. Oh man, it's That'd be pretty good. See, here's the thing, right? Like, obviously, there have been six Super Bowls in the last quarter of a century, but this still sucks. Like, <laughs> e- even with the amount of recent success there's been, it's very hard to complain about anything that happens, but this genuinely sucks to watch. This just isn't good football. No. And obviously, very, very few people are going to feel bad, and I'm not expecting anybody to feel bad, because a lot of people still fucking hate the Patriots, and I don't necessarily blame them for that, but it just still sucks to watch them play. I'm perfectly okay with them never winning another game again. But <laughs> Well, I know you are. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, motherfucker. Eat my ass. Fuck you. Fuck you. But but no, like, it's... Again, hard to complain about what the last 20 years have been, but I, I think this was bound to happen at some point, and I just kind of hope it doesn't get much worse than this, but it probably will. It will get worse. I, I think the Patriots have to do the same thing the Steelers are doing, where they're just going to have to let the floor fall out for a good pick, because yep. finishing 8-9 and nine last year and barely missing the playoffs, yeah, they got a good player out of it, but you are not you can't bank on that every year. Yep. Yeah, I think yep. they need to start over at quarterback, too. As much as I hate it, I I don't think it's going to work. I don't think... Uh, yeah, start no, Zappy. I'd... Don't worry, be Zappy. Yep, time for the Patriots to go winless the rest of the year and they get Caleb Williams. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> could, you you imagine, could you imagine being a Bears fan getting out-tanked by the fucking Patriots? I would just <laughs> kill myself. <laughs> oh, wait, hang on. I gotta find the, the Brett Coleman tweet uh, about Caleb Williams. Hang on. Actually, I will say one thing about the Bears, though. That they might not necessarily have to tank that bad. Because as long as the Panthers continue to play this bad, they're going to get two top five picks anyway. That's true, and they're going to waste like, them both. The Bears have a very realistic chance to pick first and second next year. <laughs> Which is absolutely if, fucking insane. If you're in that situation, do you take two quarterbacks and use one as trade bait? <laughs> oh my god. Because you can get a fuck ton of picks for them if you think about it. I can only imagine, like, Caleb Williams doing what Eli Manning did in 2004 and just flat-out refusing to play for the Bears like he did with, with the Chargers. He's And just no, having to gonna, trade him for another quarterback that's picked. No, he's going to go back to school. He's just going to keep going back to school while the Bears still have a chance to get him. He's, he's going to have a fucking getting, doctorate. Yeah, he's going to be getting his doctorate just, in yeah, 2032, and the Bears are still going to be picking. So, yeah, the first one, uh, which I should also mention, Brett Coleman... Uh, lifelong Bears fan as well. Um, 
if you don't watch this stuff, watch this stuff. It's great. But if somebody's saying between their own pick and the Panthers pick, the Bears have a 38% chance to earn the number one overall pick in next year's draft per FPI. And then he just said Caleb Williams, and it was just a guy longingly looking out at the ocean. And then he responded to it and said, the year is 2027. Caleb Williams is still playing for USC after finishing two master's degrees. The Bears have started 0-10 for the fifth consecutive season. <laughs> he decides to go for a doctorate. <laughs> so, yeah oh man i'm not sure what the funniest situation would be if he did that if he did an eli or he gets drafted and he just fucking sucks he he should on un, unless the the bears like absolutely clean house and hire somebody cool to be their head coach then I'm, i'd be like nah I'm not playing nah. for you. If yeah. Matt Eberflus and his current coaching staff are still on the team at about mm, February of next year or March of next year, I, I don't think it's going to come out in the draft. No. Oh, boy. You know what team did find a quarterback, though? The San Francisco 49ers. Also, the Or did they ever. Too. Uh, Brock Purdy was 20 of 21 for 283 yards and a touchdown. I think he might be kind of good. He's all right. <laughs> I think that yeah. McCaffrey guy might have something in him too. I don't He's know. Okay. How about that uh, Brandon Ayuk guy? It's real. Yeah, real they he finally guy. had a breakout game, which like everybody's been like, "Hey, he can do this. He can do this." Well, he fucking did it. Yeah, he's the... like this year. He's basically been replacing Debo as their number one receiver too. Debo the... even play? Uh, I don't think so. Brock Purdy. Oh no, has... he had three rushing attempts, but he didn't get a reception. The fuck? Bro- Brock Purdy has out Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah, he is what I think thirteen and zero in the regular season now. That's something like that. On. That's come like Ro- that's like Roethlisberger in 04. Just He's three. lost a single game in his career, and that was the NFC Championship game. Yeah, and he attempted and, like two passes. Yeah, <laughs> like, and if he di- and if he didn't hurt or didn't hurt, didn't get hurt. <laughs> If he didn't get hurt in that game, who knows? Maybe they would have fucking won it. And we uh, we could have had Josh see- Johnson or Philip Rivers in the Super Bowl. God damn it! <laughs> no, McCaffrey running a wildcat the entire time. Yeah, they could do that right now. But I mean, it, it's going to take a lot to stop this Niners team. Like, I I think obviously I don't think them or the Eagles are going to go seventeen to zero this year. But it's going to be very, very difficult for someone to beat this team. That 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 the Niners are the best team in the league right now, in my opinion. Yeah, they are. They are there. good everywhere. They are the best team. Yeah. The, for what it's worth, though, the Cardinals did hang in there for a lot of this. Game. They did. They had a couple of missed opportunities that could have made this like a one score game. But Josh Dobbs wasn't even that bad. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the 49ers only had six possessions as well. Like, like this was not a very like it was just both of these teams just chew and clock the entire time. Yeah, the the 49ers faced five third downs. That is ridiculous. Like the the Cardinals obviously are one and three, but I still don't think really anybody expected Josh Dobbs to be playing even at the level that he is. Yeah, he's like, like an above average starter right now. Yeah. The rules. Like, I, I almost wonder if they're just going to let Kyler sit the season and just let Josh Dobbs do it and just see what the fuck happens. Not a bad idea. Let Kyler walk. Because let's well, be honest, he hasn't done much. 
Eh, I don't know about Good that. luck trading that contract. Because it's an albatross. Put up some numbers, but like, I mean, you got to remember that like Cliff Kingsbury was his coach and Cliff <laughs> Kingsbury is the definition of failing upwards. Um, I think if you were to move on from Kyler, there are definitely people who would trade for him. Like, immediately. oh, for sure. I yeah. think the, the Patriots the raw talent is absolutely there. I think a team could definitely be stupid enough to trade for him. I would be okay with the Patriots traded for him because I don't know how much longer I want to watch Mac Jones for. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Um, yeah, it's not going to get worse. Well, what, I mean, what maybe, game was he hooked on? Was it Warzone? Uh, something like that. Yeah, Warzone. I don't know, man. I don't keep up with video games. Video oh, games. Maybe, maybe. Imagine the Bears trading Justin Fields for Kyler Murray. <laughs> That's that would be good for the Cardinals even. That might be yeah, that might be beneficial for both of them. Yeah. Might just hey, do it, bitch. Move. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I almost want to see it happen now. Just fuck it. See what see what <laughs> see what they do. But just imagining yeah. Justin Fields' eyes lighting up like a puppy about to be adopted when he learns he's getting traded and it's the fucking Arizona. i've won but at what cost pca commercials with sarah mclaughlin over just like pictures (laughs) of justin fields he's she's holding a justin fields in in her lap (laughs) no she just records the commercial the fucking justin fields jersey on god yeah and that was uh that was 49ers carton (laughs) how about it yeah, yeah, not a lot to say uh, about this game other than the Niners just fucking good. Yeah. Uh, another team that was surprisingly good was the New York Jets. Uh, they almost they lost... beat the Kansas City Taylor Swifts. Yeah. Um, Zach Wilson played well. This was, was the weird. first game, I think, ever in Patrick Mahomes' career in college or the pros that his opponent passed for more yards than he did. And also threw for more touchdowns. What the fuck? And it was Zach Wilson Wilson. on the Jets. (laughs) He he, he wasn't even supposed to be starting this game. Wait, what was it? Don't you mean Taylor Swift on the Chiefs? True, true. But, like, Um, he wasn't even supposed to be starting this game. The NFL put this on primetime because everyone's like, holy shit, Patrick Mahomes is finally going to play Aaron Rodgers. Or so you thought. (laughs) I will say... Because we were very critical of uh, Robert Sala for saying that, like, Zach Wilson gives us the best chance. And we were like, why are they sticking with him? Well, credit where credit's due. It looked like it paid off because, like, it's it wasn't a disaster class to start. It was just like the Jets were struggling on offense. And then the uh, Chiefs got out to a 17 nothing lead. And then there was they uh, took some... their gas off their their gas off the foot. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know what? I'm just I'm just gonna stop talking now. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> there are some uh, questionable <laughs> calls that helped get the Jets back into it, and they took full advantage of it and entered halftime down twenty to twelve. And then the drive out of halftime, where Zach Wilson was five for five passing, and all five passes were beauties, threw a touchdown, and then scrambled for the two point conversion. And it was like, holy shit, Zach Wilson is straight up outplaying. 
uh, Travis or not Travis Kelsey, uh, straight Taylor up Swift. outplaying Patrick uh, Taylor Swift. Yeah. And then the the refs were like, oh, wait, we're supposed to be helping the Chiefs, not the Jets. And then, <laughs> yeah, that uh, motherfucking goddamn P or the la- that holding that lack so, of a holding call at the oh end. My God. My God. Yeah, the player for that, uh, Juwan Taylor, who has been uh, very maligned this season, just straight up tackled Jermaine Johnson uh, on a pass rush and they got flagged for holding which erased a like 15 yard scramble by Patrick Mahomes. So the very next play, uh, Jermaine Johnson moves to the other side and gets just so blatantly held right in front of the official. And like 10 seconds. Up, yeah. And it opens up Mahomes to scramble like 25 yards on like a third and 23. And everybody's like, holy shit. I'm not the kind of person to complain about people sucking off Patrick Mahomes. Cause like the kind of shit that he does is incredible. But the fact that like, Collinsworth and Tariko didn't even fucking mention it. It was ridiculous. It was that right really in the middle of the goddamn the screen. Um, and then on the very next play, Sauce Gardner uh, gets called for holding, which uh, I kind of disagree. It was if a it weak is holding, call. It's a, it, yeah, it's an extremely weak call. But the thing that makes it extremely sketchy is the official waited until the pass was picked off before throwing the flag for yep. holding. As if he saw it and was like, uh, that's kind of sketchy. I don't know. And then he saw the interception. And he's like, oh, shit, I guess I better call that then. It's oh God, it pissed me off so much because it, it just gave the game right to the Chiefs. Um, I, I don't and like I wanted to. I wanted to see what Zach Wilson could have done. I genuinely and I, I maybe it might be hard to believe that sometimes, but I seriously don't like complaining about the refs. I don't. Same. However, when they directly influence a game like this and other games this year and in years past, it's hard not to mention it. Yeah, and it's every team gets shitty calls for and against them. It's frustrating when it happens in a really big spot on things that it's like, really? <laughs> tell me about it. That's what you want to call? The, yes, the, tell me the about best, it. The best solution I can think of for this is they've got to come up with a way where every penalty flag that's thrown becomes reviewable. Obviously, it's going to lengthen games, but I would rather sit there for an extra 10 or 15 minutes and wait for them to get the call right than, than get it wrong out of instinct and have no way to fix it. Yeah. Because now, like for example, what the MLB does, right? You can you can review any any call at any base, which you never used to be able to do. And there's been plenty of them that have overturned the right way. There's no reason why you can't do that with a penalty in the NFL. With all the different cameras from all the different directions, you can sit there and accurately say, "Yeah, I probably shouldn't have thrown that for PI," and say, "Yeah, we fucked up. That should have been PI. Keep playing." Yeah, I'd and, rather the and- game be 20 minutes longer if they do that. They kind of do that because they have they don't have the full sky judge system, but they have the person up above who can, you know, chime in and be like, hey, this was that or if they have a question. But I've listened to Mike Pereira talk about it, and he's mentioned that they typically only use the eye in the sky for things that it's like, is it A or is it B? Not like not on judgment calls. So they won't use it to review. Was that pass interference? Was that, you know, roughing the passer, which I think they should, though. Yeah, I, and the, the explanation he gave is he's like, at that point, you're not bringing in somebody to judge. Uh, did they get the call right? You're bringing in somebody who has their own opinion on how it should be called. 
And I was like, okay, I guess I see where that's coming. But like at the same time, you need to do fucking something. And it's just it's that bullshit way of thinking of like, well, we don't know how to fix it. So whatever. It's like, well, no, the fucking come up with a way to fix it. And I think the way that they should do it is the way that coaches can challenge like first downs or stuff right now. You can throw a challenge flag if you want a penalty reviewed. And if you get it right, you keep the you keep the flag in your timeout. And if you get it wrong and the penalty is upheld, well, you lose your timeout like you do on your normal challenge. I don't yeah. see any way. I don't see why they can't do that. And, and obviously the... you can sit there and say, well, the Jets had plenty of other opportunities to get themselves in a place to win. And they did. They definitely did. But that yeah. doesn't. But I don't like when people use that as an excuse for a terrible call. Yeah, both can be true. I think the the other problem, too, with a lot is it was like what we saw when they had the one season of you could challenge pass interference is you're not at that point, you're not challenging a ruling. You're challenging somebody's view on something. And like, as we know, the refs don't like to be called out. (laughs) And so you're basically throwing a challenge flag and saying you're wrong and bad and you you suck at seeing things. (laughs) Yeah, which is why it should be in in in, uh, what's it? It should be an independent guy up in the sky that their face isn't seen yeah. for the entire broadcast. That's not going to go on an ego trip if their shit gets overturned. Yeah. It just sucks because, like, Zach Wilson was actually playing well, and I wanted to see what could happen if given, you know, one last shot with the ball. Like, is this your moment finally? So. Regardless, yeah. though, I think this was single handedly the best game of his career. Easily, yeah. So, oh, and also the camera pans to Taylor Swift seventeen times. (laughs) Can we not do this anymore? (laughs) How many times did it pan Aaron Rodgers though? Uh, There was actually somebody keeping track. I think it was seventeen, fourteen was the final score. (laughs) Which, fittingly, extremely normal football score. Yeah, Um, and more than the Patriots, Bengals, Browns (laughs) all scored this week. (laughs) I got outscored by Taylor Swift. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Now win a quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals, Tyler Swift. <laughs> also, I'm disappointed. Maybe I missed it, but I never heard Welcome to New York, which would have been the perfect song to play because Taylor Swift was there and they were in New York. The fuck NBC, get on it. No, they were in New Jersey. Shut, shut up. <laughs> I also like how like Brittany Mahomes just looked completely fed up half the time they panned over to her. <laughs> Yeah, she wasn't having a great time. Um, you know who else wasn't having a great time in MetLife Stadium? <laughs> the New York Giants. Okay, okay. Now, two out of the first four weeks of the season, we've had back-to-back shit fests at MetLife on primetime. <laughs> Can we not? Uh, well, I got news for you. <laughs> oh, God, is it again? Well... Or it's two weeks from now. Oh, okay. Are you fucking it? kidding me? At least okay, not this week, but next week the Giants are on Sunday night. Oh no! <laughs> Why are the uh, Jets and Raiders on Sunday night? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Oh no! Yeah, the yeah the Giants play the Bills on s- two Sunday nights from now, and yeah the Jets oh, and Raiders God. are on Sunday night on fucking November twelfth. Week eight, Sunday night, Bears Chargers. Oh, <laughs> oh by the way, uh, week seven, uh, or not week seven, 
yeah, you know, no, yeah, week seven, Jets at Giants. <laughs> That's gonna be a CBS game too. Oh god! Get Kevin Harlan or uh, Romo on that one. You will get Beth Moens, and you will like it. Fuck <laughs> off! <laughs> Don't put that evil on me. Oh my god! I feel like um, if anybody can snap the Bears' losing streak, it's the Chargers. But anyway, how about this Giants game? Yeah. So this is wow. Two, two, twice the Giants have played at home, both in prime time. And both uh, were absolute ass whoopings. Uh, They've been outscored sixty-four to three at home. Yeah, they, <laughs> what was they the lost Hang forty on. to nothing to the Cowboys, and they I lost twenty-four find... to three on Monday night. Wait, uh, I'm gonna crunch some numbers real quick. Hang on, because there, there was a stat they read on this game about how they've been outscored in the first half this season, and it's it's truly absurd. So they gave up twenty-six to the Cowboys and scored zero uh in the first half in week two they gave up uh 20 to the cardinals and scored zero so oh my god week three when they played the 49ers they gave up uh 17 and scored six and in week four against the seahawks they gave up 14 and scored three so they have been outscored 67 to nine in the first half of games this week, this season. Uh, there are two teams through the first four weeks that have not run a single offensive play with a lead. They are the Giants and the Jets. Oh, wait, did they did they win on a walk off field goal against the Cardinals or what? I, they must have. Oh, they must have kicked the field goal and then. And ran out the clock on the Cardinals. That's what it was. Okay. And the Seahawks also had 11 sacks in this game. 11! Which, which is notable for two reasons. One, it's tied for the, the team's most in a game ever. The other notable thing is that the other game that they did it was in 1986. The Legion of Boom defense never got this many sacks in a game. But this defense did. <laughs> wait i think i know was that 1986 game the eagles it might have been i think i looked it up last night i think it may have been the eagles because but... that was i believe the season that randall cunningham got sacked into oblivion as a rookie <laughs> but it just blew my mind that like the legion of boom seahawks like 2013 2014 is one of the greatest defensive units in nfl history and they never put up the numbers that this defense did. That's how bad the Giants' offensive line is right now. The the worst part too is sack number eleven was with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter. Dable left Daniel Jones in this fucking ass whooping. That our long. other what the football moment the, of the week. In the high, they left him in the whole game. We got like how many plays was it out of? No, yeah, none. I thought Terod Taylor came in. He didn't. Yeah. He nope. Fucking. I mean, I. I don't like Brian Dable. <laughs> also, is, that's just bad coaching. That's just coaching malpractice. It's bad. It's yeah. just bad. I, I need. I need to look something up really quick because the um. I would also like to say the Giants' special teams coordinator needs to be fucking fired. They had, four, I think it was four or five penalties on special teams on Monday night. They looked completely undisciplined, and I just don't know what the hell they think they're doing. And for what it's worth, 
The Giants special teams coordinator Thomas Magai has been their special teams coordinator since 2018, which I believe was Pat Shermer's first year as their coach. I think so. So he 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 was special teams coordinator for Pat Shermer and Joe Judge, and he was retained again by Brian Dayball. Why? Probably just like can't find him in the office. It's just like, do we have a special teams coordinator? Has anybody seen him? <laughs> um, yeah, this uh, this game was extremely bad. Daniel Jones had a pick six on the goal line uh, to Devin Witherspoon. That one was bad. Devin Gino Witherspoon was, looks to be a great pick, too, by the way. Yeah, Geno Smith got hit kind of dirty, like late out of bounds and was pissed off. And I think like twisted his knee a little bit. He should be fine. Um, but he was we, John at the Giants sideline and then John at uh, <laughs> at Giants players on the field. Oh, we got Drew Locke. Place. Yeah, we, we, we got, got Drew Locke, Locke, Locke again. Horse cock Locke. Um, and he was like an inch away from throwing a touchdown to Noah fan. Yeah, <laughs> which that's the other thing about this Giants team. They are horrendous at tackling. How yeah. did they let Noah Fant run that long before he finally got pushed out? Or actually, no, he wasn't even pushed out. He just got tackled like an inch short of the end zone. How are they this undisciplined at fucking everything? Dude, I don't know. It, I'm it's getting, awful. I'm getting Matt Nagy vibes from yeah. Dable and this team. Yeah. Win coach of the year with a team that overperformed. And, you know, they're like, oh, our quarterback's the guy. And now they are fucking floundering. So. And I almost, it almost seems like like a an act of anarchy that he's like, Oh yeah, you want to pay Daniel Jones a hundred and whatever million dollars. Okay. Why well, did they do that? Play this entire game. <laughs> there is, there's a moment. Worse. Yeah. There was a moment I extremely didn't like, which it was after the pick six where Dable was just like yelling at him and then just like fucking slung the, the tablet onto the bench right next to him and walked away, like shaking his head I'm like, man, great leadership there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Wait, way to be there for your guy. Dable. So, yeah, they, they are a fucking mess right now. Yeah, I did not expect the Patriots and Giants had the same record after four weeks, but yet here we are. Yeah, there's been a bad. lot of underperforming teams this year, and the Giants are might be the most underperforming of them all. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, and that was uh, that was week four. One of the weeks of all time. Yeah. Uh, let's kick it over to the dues. Yeah, so existence is pain. Um, so another another round of unfortunate injuries. <laughs> Hang on, that that reminds me. <clears throat> have you seen Eric Andre bit where Rory Scovel's the the guest chef and he just kind of has like a a, 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 a breakdown? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's that's what it reminded me of. <laughs> we have T Pain singing the national anthem as Dewey does to Deuce Desk. What about T Eleven? <laughs> so uh Tredavious White unfortunately has suffered his second season ending injury in the past three years. He tore his Achilles against the Dolphins and we'll see him again in twenty twenty four. Man. That sucks. Yeah. Uh Matthew Judon tore his biceps against the Cowboys. He's not gonna play for a while. They haven't ruled him out for the season yet, but not looking good. Christian Gonzalez, the Patriots first round pick who's was just the defensive rookie of the month. Guess what? He's out for the year, too, because he tore his fucking labrum after dislocating his shoulder. 
Ow. Yay! Judon has been the star of that defense, too, since he got there. The glue yeah. that's held that unit together. So now that he's gone, they are fucked. Yep. And uh, the Packers put David Bakhtiari on IR because I guess his knee from three years ago is still bothering him. He just had his sur- another surgery. And apparently Matt LaFleur won't even say if he's ever going to play again, let alone this season. It's over. Which, that sucks, too. Yeah. And it's a huge blow for the Packers, who really need him right now, because their O-line hasn't been great either. No. Yeah, and Bakhtiari, too, was on, like, pace for first ballot Hall of Fame status, and so it's yes. such a bummer to see his, you know, everything to come derailed like it has. Another guy in that same situation is Jamal Adams, who returned on Monday after not playing in over a year, and like eight or nine snaps in, got a concussion and left yeah. the game and might not play Sunday. He was, like, I mean, he was also obviously concussed and yes, yeah. like he trying got a concussion. to fight the medical team that was preventing him from going back on the field. So he'll be back, but yeah, just a bummer. Well, I, I read that he had apparently contemplated retirement last year after he got another injury. And I can't necessarily blame him with how many times he's gotten fucking hurt. Yeah. Where, like, I think out of, like, the 53 possible games he could have played in since he became a Seahawk, he's only played in 25. He's missed over half their games since he got there. Man. It's rough. bad. So, obviously, the Patriots have a gaping hole at defensive end and at cornerback, and they address that hole at cornerback by trading for J.C. Jackson, who... (laughs) Previously played for the Patriots from 2018 to 21 and won the Super Bowl with them as a rookie in 2018. Signed that huge contract with the Chargers this offseason or last offseason. It hasn't gone great for him at all. And the Chargers just traded him for a seventh round pick. You can never leave, JC. (laughs) Oh, no, it was a a sixth round pick. They, They sent a seventh round pick with him and the Patriots sent a sixth round pick in return. So, J.C. Jackson gets to replace Christian Gonzalez, and thankfully, I don't have to watch a Patriots game where Miles Bryant is the top cornerback, because I would have eaten a fucking shoe before doing that. Mm. Uh, The Broncos released Randy Gregory, who they gave a $70 million deal to last offseason. That didn't work. Basically, barely played, too, and I'm pretty sure he was injured basically the entire time he was in Dallas, too. Which is a bummer, because, like, when he's on the field, he's fantastic. He's just never on the field. And the Raiders released Chandler Jones after he had gotten arrested. I think he was arrested, like, a day or two after last week's podcast. And I I I don't know what the, the, like, specifics are with that. All I can say is I hope he gets the help that he needs. Yeah, I can't remember what all it was we talked about, but if I recall correctly, I think Chandler Jones did have some like mental health struggles when he was with the Patriots previously, which is why he ended up going to Arizona. Yeah, there was that whole thing. I think it was something related to when he got caught with the synthetic marijuana here. Yeah. What whatever year that was, I think it had something to do with that maybe, but I, I don't think it is a um Oh, yeah, he had a bad reaction to synthetic marijuana. Yeah, um, that's what it was. I don't I, I I don't think it's a CTE thing. I think he just has some form of 
some kind of mental illness that's been untreated because like he has been he's struggling with something right now. Like, yeah, um, he, know, he he claims he was hospitalized against his will. And it's and then just... there was the video he posted where he was like saying that Aaron Hernandez didn't kill himself and started crying or something like it. It was it, it's getting it's getting concerning now. Yeah. So I'm just obviously hoping he finds the help that he needs yeah. because like Chandler Jones is a fantastic football player and I'm sure he's a great dude as well. I mean, everybody, everybody in the Raiders organization seems to really like him. It's just he's dealing with something. So, yeah, great, great dude, great football player. But this is this is way bigger than than that. So hopefully yeah. he can get all the help and treatment that he needs to just live normally honestly forget fuck football just just live live his like, life yeah. yeah yeah so uh the bears sort up their defensive back unit they signed Duran Harmon who won 3 super bowls with the patriots so see what he can do three there super i guess bowls says it so casually yeah yeah oh no, he only won Fuck 3 him. of them yeah oh. and and the rams gave tower higby a contract extension for 3 years and 30.5 million dollars 17 million of it guaranteed cool pretty good deal honestly for 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 the player he is yeah and uh, that be the news man hell yeah uh let's kick it over to pick they thems where I don't have a sound effect to play for this. Uh, oh my god, it's so juicy! There we go. We got we got All some right. good matchups starting with Thursday night Bears Commanders commies commies commies. Come on! If the Bears win, I'm eating a shoe. <laughs> You're also not going to hold me to that. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> oh yeah, wait. Let me talk about how last week went. So we had our triple lock off. Um, <laughs> Steven won the lock with the Broncos win. <laughs> uh, I won Pickums at 12 and five. Steven finished second at eight and nine. And Dewey, you went six and 11. <laughs> I, I started like one and 10. It was, it was brutal out here. Yeah, there's uh, it wasn't until. Yeah, the late window of Chargers, Niners, Patriots, Chiefs, Seahawks, you won four out of five before then it was one out of 10 uh-huh. or, or no, sorry, two out of uh, 10. Yeah. Yeah, that that just sucked. <laughs> that was yeah, that was not bad. Good. <laughs> Ugh, anyway, so, yeah, and then we'll uh, kick off another game in London. It's the Josh Allen Bowl, Jaguars Bills. Hmm, this is an interesting one. I'm gonna take the Bills, but I'm just remembering the Urban Meyer game that ended up nine to six. <laughs> where josh allen the same thing just popped josh up in my allen, head too sacked josh allen and forced a fumble on josh allen it's so. london anything can happen give me the jaguars oh god i'm going to pick the bills however london is basically like the adopted home of the jags and i'm sure yeah. there will be more jaguars fans not that that means anything but you're putting them in the wrong spot am i oh i I just realized, yeah, I was mar- marking down Dewey for Jack. Yeah. Wow, asshole. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. But but yeah, no, I think I think the Bills will will win. But yeah, London can get pretty unpredictable. Next up, Saints Patriots in New England. Saints. Uh, I want to cry. This is a. Uh, oh no, this or the Saints are two and two. 
I will always pick the Patriots, ride or die, but give me the eight. I'm not really looking forward to this. Um, I Derek Carr looked bad last week. Um, but it's the Patriots. Yeah, I think it's going to be a bounce back game for one of these two teams. So I'm going to take the Saints. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> oh, baby. It's the first place team versus the last place team in the AFC South. Ignore the fact that they have the same record. It's Titans Colts. <laughs> oh, God. I don't oh, even know where to go. This. Why do you make us pick AFC South games? <laughs> I, 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 I almost want to just pick a tie for every single AFC South matchup now. There's, there's going to be <laughs> I, about I really 24 people watching this game. I'm like, like actually kind of excited for this game. Which I, well, which version of the Titans are we going to get? Are we going to get the version yeah, that just that, beat the Bengals and the Browns? Or are we going to get the ones that just did shit against shit? They I, are I'm, gonna, pendulum I'm team. picking the Titans, but very carefully and very cautiously. What is my record picking the Titans this week or this season? Uh, let's see. Titans. I have picked them three times. I'm one and two. I'm one and three picking them. So I basically... I've gotten one Titans game right. Oh, and four for picking the Titans games. I have not gotten that ga- a game right for them at all this year. <laughs> one and zero with the Titans. They can and one fuck off. Hmm. I feel, uh, I guess I will take. I'm gonna take the Titans. I think. Yeah. Give me the Colts. Give me the AR-15. I know, I Actually, I th- I think Jonathan Taylor might play this week or maybe it's next week but it, it seems like he's pretty close to coming back now hopefully either That's ar-15 or uh minchu can't go wrong with either one yeah uh ravens at steelers i feel like the ravens are gonna win this game but knowing how steelers ravens games usually are i'm gonna say the steelers <laughs> this is I'm going gonna... to, this could end six to three and oh, i think yeah. it'll be totally realistic I'm going to pick the Ravens, but like, e- even without Kenny Pickett, I don't know if he's going to play this week or not. He but said he's. <laughs> e- even even if Trubisky plays, this is still the kind of game that the Steelers would just fuck around and win, despite looking like complete dog ass the last three weeks. Kenny yeah, Pickett can, said he aims to be back. He aims to play this week. But the Ravens are a better team, so I'm going to pick them just out of principle for this game. Fuck you. Well, Eat a last brick. week. As we know, you. Kenny Pickett's aim has been very good this year, so that's why I'll be taking the Ravens. <laughs> okay. Panthers, Lions. Locking the Lions. Oh, baby. I'm picking the loins. I wonder if the last time we had a Lions lock was. I'm taking the Lions as well. Have we had a Lions lock this year? Nope. I feel like we have. Uh no, no lions locks. Oh baby. I'm here. Have now. Texans Falcons. This Texans. is the uh this feels like a loser goes home type of game. Um, I'm going to pick the Texans. If Can't you are the Texans, picking them on the road, but we are. Yeah. If you're the Texans, go win this game and keep your upwards momentum. If you're the Falcons, uh, do you want people to believe in Desmond Ritter? Well, you better fucking win this week. Uh, that said, I will also be taking the Texans. So, I, I think the Falcons could win by 30 and people still wouldn't believe in Desmond Ritter. Yeah. He'd, he'd be like six of eight passing. 
Before we pick the next game, I want it to be noted that we just swept picked with the Lions and the Texans consecutively. <laughs> that has to be noted. I have a feeling we're going to do it again. It's Giants-Dolphins. Locking the Dolphins. <laughs> yeah, the Dolphins are going to score 100. Yeah, come on. If the Giants win, I swear to fucking God. I yeah. swear to fucking God. <laughs> if the Giants win this game, it would be really funny. It would oh, be really God. funny. And it would also help the Bills, but whatever. Just, I'm just thinking about how many points they've given up so far this year. <laughs> Ugh. Um, well, that's the thing with the Giants. They could score 40 in this game, but give up 70, so it won't fucking matter. Yeah. Except they won't score 40, they'll score 6. No, they'll score probably 6, or like yeah. 8. <laughs> it's gonna be like, oh. uh, let's see, we'll call it like 39 to 7. I'm gonna say that. Yeah. Bengals at Cardinals. Cardinals. Bengals. I hate that I have to think about this. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals, though. I They're just a better team right now. I mean, their Which only is win... fucking insane. The Bengals' only win was a, like, supreme defensive effort that and where Joe Burrow did, like, just enough to beat the Rams. So... They need to take Joe. I know it's been said they got to take him out for a fucking game. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Who's their backup? Uh, is it see. fucking Logan Woodside, I think? Who? Is it him or is, did they did they bring McCarron back or did he sign somewhere else? I think he signed somewhere else. Uh, Jake Browning. Jesus oh my god. Christ. Oh, yeah. McCarron is the practice squad on, for the Bengals. Wait, what the fuck? Uh, Jake Browning's from Folsom? That's where my mom's from. Yeah, he was the he was the quarterback for Washington when they made the uh, college football playoff. Huh. He was pretty decent in college, but just hasn't really had an opportunity in the pros yet. Who knows? Maybe if Joe Burrow finally gets fucking hurt or they take him out like they should, maybe he'll play. Who knows? Logan Woodside is on the Falcons. Oh, oh God. No. I wonder what other famous people are from uh, from Folsom. Spider Jorgensen? Who? He's a baseball what? player in the 40s. His name is Spider. That Brennan Pools from Flor- from Folsom? What the hell? That yeah. makes Hold sense on. with all the mid coming from there. Did you say Spider? Oh, Don't tell Garrett. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's Wait, I here. thought Brennan Poole was from Texas. Hey, shout out Garrett, by the way. Garrett has as many wins this year as the Bengals does. Or as the Bengals do. I'm pretty sure Bad grammar. he was raised out. He was born in Folsom until and lived there until he's seven. And then he moved to Houston. Ah, uh, what the fuck? Uh, dude, Ray's going to lose. OK, hang on. So uh, this is a little bit of Oofside's lore. Ray Tustin, friend of the show, uh, the world's only Brennan Poole super fan. Uh, for basically from the same area as Ray. Well, guess what? Ray and I have the same birthday, so he's. <laughs> the two of us have the same birthday and Brendan Poole's from both of our hometowns. <laughs> That's weird. All right. Anyway. Yeah, shout out Ray, shout out Garrett. I'm locking Brendan Poole this week, by the way. Huh? Yeah! Uh, Eagles, it... Rams. Rams. Do you, what were you going to say? Nothing. Uh, Eagles. Um, Feels like yeah. a Rams game to win, though. Gotta be honest. <laughs> I want to take the Rams really bad. 
but I think the Eagles are just too good right now. Oh, this okay, next game. Oh, I'm taking oh. the Rams. Oh, baby. Nathaniel the, Hackett the revenge Nat, game. Nat Hackett Bowl. Jets at Broncos. I want to think a Broncos. tie. <laughs> I'm picking the tie. We're doing it again. I really want to pick the Broncos, but I don't think it's going to happen. Do it. Pick the Broncos. I hope they brawl in this game. I really do. Does that say you can pick the Jets? Yeah. (laughs) Should we change our locks and do a lock-off again? (laughs) I don't know if you should move off that Dolphins-Giants lock. (laughs) That's fair. I don't want to lock a tie two weeks in a row. That's not going to work again. (laughs) But what if it does? Ah. See, the the matchup with this is you're going to have the Broncos defense versus the Jets offensive line, which is the stationary force versus the moving object like the stoppable force versus the movable object. Yeah. (laughs) The Jets defense, though, is actually pretty good. So I I think whoever wins, it's going to be a low scoring game, but the Broncos offense is pretty good. Russ has been good the last couple weeks. He has, yeah. Don't care, I'm still picking a tie. Fuck it. I don't give a shit. Give me the Broncos. (laughs) The Broncos? Alright, I feel like I should go with the Jets then. Yeah! Chaos, chaos, chaos! Yes. (laughs) Uh, Chiefs, Vikings. Chiefs. Yeah, Get fucking real. Yeah, I will be taking the Chiefs as well. I oh, want to pick Vikings, lock. but I can't fucking do it. Um, you know, I'm going to lock the commies. All right. Yeah. yeah. The commander. Go Manders. Oh, baby. Sunday <sighs> night. This is two Titans. Uh, this is going to be a sh- hell of a game. Surely it can't happen for a third straight time. Right, guys? It's Cowboys 49. <laughs> Finally, some good fucking primetime football. Give me uh, the Niners. I I think the 49ers will win, but I got to pick the Cowboys. So if you if you don't pick your own team out of principle, go fuck yourself. Yeah, <laughs> that, that that has to be a rule on here. You're always going to pick your own team. Give me the Cowboys. Oh, shit. This might be the game of the year, honestly. Oh, yeah. Could be, definitely. And then finally, on Monday night, Packers at Raiders. Why is this a prime? Why? (sighs) Who decided to give the Raiders three primetime games in the first six fucking weeks? You're telling me you're Ah! not excited for Jordan Love at Jimmy Garoppolo. Or potentially Aiden O'Connell. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Uh, Give I me the Raiders. Taking... Oh god. <laughs> this is the exact kind of game that they win. It you know what it is. Yeah, I'm thinking about that 2021 week one game against the Ravens, <laughs> which was just where they won and then they lost and then they won again <laughs> in overtime. <laughs> I'm gonna pick the Packers, but I I really don't want to pick this game. <laughs> this this almost has tie energy. If it, <laughs> it kind of does. I'm thinking about it. I don't know about a tie, but I think it could get overtime. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, you 
you're asking Josh McDaniels to not lose in overtime. Give me the Packers. <laughs> That's an impossible task. If you could tie yes. in regulation, absolutely. Josh McDaniels would have been a beast in 1967. Yeah. <laughs> We're not messing with any of that newfangled overtime nonsense. True. For... Overtime's a fad. It'll be gone within a couple of years. Yeah. True, 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 true. All right, All right, and that is uh, pick the items. Our locks are the Lions, Commanders, and Dolphins. Just as we drew it up. Yeah, imagine going back three years and saying those were our three locks when we started this podcast. <laughs> well, one of them wasn't even called that three years ago, yeah. so that'd be really what unbelievable. Commander? I'm pretty you know, sure in 2020, I predicted the football the, team to go 0-16. The San Antonio <laughs> Commanders, they're an AAF team. What are you on right now? <laughs> that league's not still around, silly. Shout out Mike Borkovici. True. (laughs) Oh, did we ever talk about the USFL XFL merger that's going to happen? I don't think we did. Uh, What if we did oofsides for that? I'm like, (laughs) okay, but like, on like an almost semi-serious thing, I wish all those people would get their fucking shit together and actually try to make a football developmental league for the NFL. Yeah. Honestly, like when they announced this, that's what I always saw happening was the two leagues play either playing their own Super Bowl or eventually merging because it's like you can't have two competing leagues that are both trying to be the number two league like it, yeah. it's not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. I I I just again like the the way you can like I don't know I feel like at some point not right now but maybe down the road they can kind of expand the amount of teams in it and try to get the NFL to fund some of it. And we can end up in a situation where, like, each NFL team has, like, an affiliation with one of those USFL teams. And you can actually call guys up or send them down during the season or something. So basically I, I, I think, like, the minors and MLB. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that'd be bad. Then the practice squad guys can actually play football every week. And get reps. And, I mean, and not just yeah. sit there. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I don't know. Just food for thought. Maybe. <laughs> food. I'm hungry. <laughs> food. Did we have anything we wanted to to put on Dunion Rings? Yeah, the speaking giants. of food. Uh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. the Giants are fucking Dunion Rings. Yeah. Uh I'm, Mac I'm Mac okay Jones. Yeah, I think I think um, Mac is, is I'm not ready to done. put the Patriots as a whole on there yet, but Mac Jones definitely. Yeah. Maybe next week. Um we can put the USFL and XFL as separate ent- entities on Dungeon Rings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, hang on. Yeah. Uh, what else okay. do you put on there? Entities. Let's see. Enron is Dungeon Rings? Yeah, oh, yes. yeah Enron is definitely Dungeon Rings. Yeah. Oh, Fair no, I think they could well. come back in 2003 with a new management team. Yeah. Yeah, the stock price is going to go back up, you guys. Just yeah, and Enron Hubbard. Enron is entering broadband. It's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Theranos is also done in rings. I think uh, we can FTX. put. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I think we can put the Lehman Brothers on there. Yep. Yep. Lehman Brothers. Yep. Uh, is is Nicola still around? Are they still trying to make trucks? Who? Nicola. Um. Jokic. No, they were a, an electric semi truck startup that like tried to piggyback off of Tesla and ended up being a massive fraud. 
Uh, Nikola to start delivery of hydrogen trucks within a few weeks. From Reuters, Nikola semi-truck catches fire in second incident in a week. Uh, (laughs) Nikola trucks can't stop catching fire as Fort Fire occurs. But here's the thing. (laughs) They've actually made some of them. so the only ever the only time we ever saw a Nikola truck moving was it rolling down a hill and them saying like, yeah, look at it. Pull that trailer. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah. Um, so, no, I don't think we can done your I don't think we can put them on dungeon rings yet. There's Not still yet. a chance. Yeah, they've actually looks like a budget Scania. Yeah, they're like actually making the hydrogen fuel cell. Holy shit. And where yeah. Oh, we right. put catching the energy on Dunyan rings. Nah, because we're not done with that. Yeah. Oh, we're not. Oh, okay. Nah, we're still going. Um, and uh, UMass. Um. No. Oh, you could put Meyer Shank Racing on Dunyan rings. <laughs> oh, that yeah, we can. Because they did close their IMSA team. Yeah, I maybe like don't how... inflate your tires too much. Yeah. I like that Dunyan rings is when we talk about like non-football stuff most of the time. <laughs> oh, but speaking of actual thing. football stuff, we forgot our uh, sicko pick of the week for college because oh, now that's shit. the thing again. We got one in four Northern Illinois traveling to the tundra of Ohio to play one in four Akron. I think the loser of this game has got to go on Dunyan Rings. Right, which who do we got? I'm putting it on the show. I'm putting it on the Pickham's sheet. Uh, oh. oh. I think Akron's quarterback actually just got hurt for the year. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick Rocky Lombardi and the Huskies of Northern Illinois. Okay. Oh, no, hang on. It's not me. It's not working. It won't let me input it on there. Wait, I know how to fix this. Hang on. Uh, hang on. Uh, view, show. How do I view the hidden tabs? <laughs> Whatever, I'll just type it somewhere else. We'll figure it out. Okay. Just put it on a sheet. Davey's taking Northern Illinois. Uh, I guess I'll take Akron. Give me NIU. Since you're dumb enough to take Akron. It's a shame you can't tie in college football anymore. <laughs> yeah. Because we can't back. do a lock off with this. Yeah. And that was Oofsides. Um. All right. Yeah. Any uh, any closing thoughts? Um, Football. Trying to think of something. Um, football. Macking cheese. Yeah, football. <laughs> you know what? Now that you th- say that, yeah, football. Football. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. True. Oh, yeah, I put Steve Adazio on Dunyan Rings. <laughs> How do I spell that? A D D A Z I O. Yeah. Can we put the McRib on onion rings? Well, no. Apparently, they're bringing it back again. Maybe uh, one. Maybe one. Maybe yeah, one at but, least. Oh yeah, dude. The beefy crunch burritos on onion rings again. Man. Ah, damn it! Fucking Taco Bell. You assholes! I think they yeah. killed off uh, Mountain Dew Pitch Black again. <laughs> It'll come back again in a year. <sighs> Don't worry. All right, Mountain Dew Pitch Black on Dunyan Rings as well. All right, I think I think that's good. So now I'm hungry. Okay. Uh, and on that note, we'll see you next time.
Why? All right. Football. <laughs> Whoop. Now what?